better on draft podcast is part of the podcastdetroit.com network and is recorded live in the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back. Here is Dan, Nick, Ken, and Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 34 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken, and we've got a full house today. Even though Rob is away, we still have plenty of guests. All the hosts are guest hosts. Let's start going around the corner. We'll start with Chris, one of the uh, guests here from Southern Spirits and Wine. How you doing, Chris? Hodor. Hodor. What? (laughs) I I think he's trying to make a Game of Thrones reference. (laughs) I don't. I don't. Guys doing? I've seen one. I think that went over everyone's head. Of Game of Thrones. It's slightly embarrassing. I got it. It's okay. All right. I got you. So, uh, what are you drinking? You got Uh, something special over there? Yeah, a full glass of it. Yeah, I'm drinking Bullet Ten Year Bourbon out of a red Solo cup. Out of a red Solo cup. (laughs) Would you have it any other way, though? I mean, I guess straight from the bottle would be good. But well, I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other. At that point, yeah. Does it taste well? Are you enjoying it? Have you ever had it before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a... Is that like your go-to? The regular eight years, more my go-to. I just had a bottle of 10-year laying around the house, so I figured I'd bring it. So you're lazy. I'm a floor. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. It's 11 year now. It's 11. (laughs) 10-year age, 10-year in my basement. Yeah, something like that. Matt, what's going on? Another day in paradise, Ken. Another, Another day, day in paradise. paradise. What are you What are you drinking over there? You know, I'm slumming it over here. I'm drinking me some Miller Lite. That's all right. <laughs> I just had some left over in the fridge, so I just grabbed it on my way. I was kind of running top, a little bit behind uh, too. So aluminum bottle. I figured if I have the screw top on, there's no way that I'll knock it over and just ruin all the equipment. Oh, so. Ken, that's Ken's job. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Spills the I, I remember the last time I had a screw top bottle. I was at like Putin Bay, and you had to screw top all the bottles because basically all services and at like all the pools there. So. Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I saw a screw top bottle. It's my favorite. Works for me. And then uh, from Unity Vibration, Jess? Jess or Jessica? Jessica, all right. All right. I was like, oh, no, I got it wrong. And then you're like, oh, Jessica, okay. <laughs> how you doing over there? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about Unity Vibration, who you are, what you do over there. Uh, I'm the head brewer at Unity Vibration. Uh, We are a kombucha tea and kombucha beer brewery out of Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, We are a total uh, kombucha, so open ferment, uh, sours pretty much, Um, doing some pretty awesome things. We've had new releases lately. Uh, Our Elder Wand has been really big, new release. Uh, It's blueberries, elderberries, super sweet with the buckwheat, so if you're down with buckwheat, it's really good. Um, Citra Blood Orange is coming out of our season for that. Uh, also really delicious. I don't know. It's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. And next to you was, oh, gosh, Matt. You're yes. failing. I know. I'm failing. That's only the second time. The first time gosh. was with Zach, and I called them the wrong name like four times oh, on the show. Right. I remember that. Matt from Unity Vibrations, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I am relatively new to Unity. Mm. Oh, my. Third month, I believe. So, um, 
So they just sent you over here, like, hey, why don't you go over to Royal Oak, Michigan? We've yeah. got some- <laughs> I needed a ride. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that works, too. Um, yeah. I worked there. I was uh, at Wolverine for a while, Wolverine State Brewing Company. Yep. Number two, so been around the beer world for a bit. All right. And what do you do at uh, Unity now? I'm the assistant brewer currently. Assistant brewer. So pretty much just work with Jess. Apparently the driver. Yes, that's yeah, it. The driver, yeah. <laughs> My all-around bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired over there. Am I there. allowed to switch? Yes, yes that's okay. fine. <laughs> this is a 21 and up show. Well, so, it's a little you know. late for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did have my finger on the dump button, which doesn't exist on this board. <laughs> so uh, next to Matt, we got Nick the Brewer over at Black Lotus. Award-winning Nick the Brewer. How about hey. that? Welcome Get back. It. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, why don't you uh, just spill the beans? What did you win? I took home the gold at the World Beer Cup in Category 84, <laughs> Old Strong Ale. Oh. With a Ninja Pirate Barley Wine, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a Ninja Pirate Barley Wine. And now, uh, has that been something that you've brewed before, or was this the first time and you kind of just sent it off and like said, hey, good luck? Man, I mean, it was definitely – see, there's been a couple batches of it, but it was definitely one of the first beers when I took over at Lotus that I was like, I'm going to brew a barley wine because I love the style. So, That's loud. Yeah. Jeez. It might have even been one of my very first actual, you know, like, I don't know, what what do you call them when you – original brews, I guess. Recipes? Original, yes, original recipe. I, I think that'd be fair. Um, so, yeah, and then the one that won a, was aged for probably over a year. Did you – now, you used to work at Kunin, correct? Yes. Did you ever have your own recipes over at Kunin, or is that no? You just kind of did. Every, that's fine. <laughs> you just did everybody else's work over there. Yeah, that's fair. So that's a good thing that you were able to uh, branch off yourself. I remember when you got to Black Lotus. Um, now, r- remind me if I'm if I'm incorrect here, but they basically said, "Hey, you know, these are the four or five beers we want you to brew. Everything else is your decision, your job, yep. your recipes." So this was one of your. Very first ideas, very first recipes, and obviously it was good. At least a judge said it was good. Right. <laughs> An official one. Right. So uh, next to you, Nick, we got Nick, the host. <laughs> Not Nick the Brewer, Nick the host. Not Nick the Brewer, Nick the host. What's going on, it's, Nick? It's good to be back after missing last week. Well, what yeah. were you doing oh, last great, week? Like, great, great conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Where were you? No, I, was was the, uh, I was at Detroit City FC's inaugural game at Keyword Stadium last we, Friday. We were following the score, and I have to admit, I stopped following after we were done. Did did they win? They tied the, the, the first game. They tied Key- Arbor, right? Uh, yeah, it was 1-1. Uh, City scored in the first half. Uh, Ann Arbor got a uh, penalty, got a penalty kick early in the second half, and then they got it, and then we were playing 10 men down. Or playing with ten guys, <laughs> ten men now. We eleven on man. one. That'd be a forfeit. Actually, King will bless and Ele- eleven on They're, one, and the goalkeeper yeah, was the one that got kicked were, out. So it's like the forward know, who can't right? use his hands. No, they were they were playing one man down the rest of the game. So, but they ended up finishing with a draw, with a one-one draw. But shit, the atmosphere, 7,410 people. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a really big, uh, That was that a sellout that, technically there or no? The, I think the capacity, the official capacity of Keyworth before they got the stadium was 6,000. With the renovations, they made it 7,000. So they they surpassed the the official, you know, capacity. I think they had some some, some standing room in there. Oh, Most, yeah. There was a lot of people standing. They didn't. They do not have all the uh, bleachers ready to go yet. Oh, okay. But so, so hopefully that's going to be done soon. Now, uh, have they 
Had they played their game in Kentucky yet, or uh, is that, that was this yeah, week? that was Louisville, Kentucky. That was the Wednesday before the home opener. Um, they that, they actually almost won that one. That one went to uh, penalty kicks, and they lost like four to three or something. But that was the farthest they've gone in the Open Cup, Wait. which is the uh, nation's de- oldest domestic cup tournament. So, I think, I think we got a four pack of that, Nick. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I want to. See, well, I want to see what he's doing. I mean, since they branded it Axel yeah. now, you know. I'm, well, well it, this it, one's it, good. It was. It's funny because two weeks ago, okay. we you know we had both <laughs> Arbor Brewing and Axel in here at the same time. And you had Scott King was he here? Uh, no, no, we did not have Scott King. We had the uh, the manager, I believe, yeah, Dan yeah, Redley. Yeah, Dan. Yep. Uh, Axel sponsors Detroit City and Arbor Brewing sponsors Ann Arbor AFC, so it was pretty, pretty not awkward, but it was pretty cool to have. Two. Oh, they that's they had known each other. For yeah, a year. that that's, yeah. that made it even better. Yeah, we're, we're talking a little years. bit of soccer. Yeah, that yeah. came out kind of out of nowhere too. That whole that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They basically took over the entire conversation. We're like, all right, you guys can. You know, this, <laughs> this is the, the Axel and Arbor Brewing Show featuring yeah. better on draft hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what's going on? Hey, buddy, I'm here. We finally got around the table. How long did that take? I know. It's almost yeah. break time. Ten minutes. Yeah, we're ten minutes. They're not even all the way around yet. We'll be back. We'll finish the. We'll finish the introduction. I still got one more after this. So speaking of city, I've got an Axel City right here in my hand. I don't know, Nick, did you try this yet? Because this, this is, good. Like, oh. uh, according to them, this is different than the original uh, city, uh, the Red IPA, yeah, I think the, it was. The, yeah, no, the, the Axel. The, the, well, you had, um, no, it was You were talking about City Red IPA. It was he City Red IPA by, by milking it. Then yeah. they had a. Uh, they also the had Axel new, by mil- milking it. Yeah, which then is, he said I actually found some one. of that, by the way. Show, no, don't yeah. open it. Yeah, I didn't buy it. Yeah, you were here when I opened that can of I found two cans of Axel at the party store I was at on my way. Yeah, don't drink. That. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing with that. But <laughs> That's why I didn't buy it. At least in my opinion, this is a really good beer. This is pretty drinkable. It's not harsh like Axel was. Mm. I don't. Have you tr- have you tried this? No, one? It's, no. Here, why don't you why don't you give me a pour right just now. because obviously you said it's not on this cup, so maybe well, you, you have you, you we can go get you another one. Oh, I know. Really I'm just. Oh yeah. I'm so we, upset. We have plenty of beer here. So upset. Oh no. Or you can get some bourbon over there from straight out of the bottle. Straight out of the bottle. We got solo cups for you to pour that bourbon in. Oh jeez. That's not how we do it. And finally, welcome back, Dana. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. You got to talk a little closer to the microphone. I don't have a microphone. She doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> I know. You took it from her. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Stay away from me. That's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing with, like the with the board. The <laughs> it, it works, I guess. Yeah, it does. I'm, it, just, I'm just here. You're here. I'm just here today. Drinking beer. My friend didn't text me back, so I had nothing else to do tonight, so I'm here. That's not true. <laughs> That's Shots really what fired. happened. You said like two days ago that when you found out Unity Vibration was going to be here, I really that you wanted Unity to Vibration come here. stuff. I just had the bourbon peach kombucha one just yeah. a couple nights ago. That's one that exploded on me, but it was still really good. <laughs> it was still really Wait a good. Minute, it exploded. Yeah, I remember I opened it up and I had to like set it over another glass because it was. Oh just, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Tuesday night. I still drank all of it though because it was really good. It's job. really good. You guys, do, you guys do a good job. Thanks. Now I'm drinking Wit Sun Ale from Arcadia. I know you're going to ask me. Do you like it? I do. I like wheat beers a lot. <laughs> well, that, that's good that you're enjoying it. So uh, as we've made our way around the table, plenty of people here. I want to start off a little bit with Unity Vibration as they're the, uh, um, you know, one of the first guests to uh, sign on for today. So explain for someone as, I, I guess you could say ignorant as I am, uh, what is kombucha? Oh, my goodness. Uh, kombucha is fermented tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, essentially, it's just um, different yeasts and organisms that makes up the actual kombucha, uh, living yeast and organisms. 
Uh, and then you're going to add black tea and sugar into it, and then that is just going to continue to ferment to make its own source of vinegar. Um, we do a kombucha vinegar that we do sell, uh, but really for our beers and our teas, we just don't let it go that far. Um, why it explodes is because it is living, so it does have to stay cold um, to make it constantly dormant. Uh, and we do straight bottle conditioning. Everything that we do is bottle conditioning, like home brewing style. Uh, we, yeah, uh, it's a cr- it's crazy. It really is. But um, you know, exploding isn't necessarily bad, and no. you know, but <laughs> it does happen sometimes. Uh, we do try to keep it under wraps, but sometimes people, you know, will go into stores and see it warm on shelves, and unfortunately, then that sort of stuff happens. Uh, but like I said, it's a fermented black tea, um, and it's its own sort of probiotic vinegar. I was going to say, where, where we went, was it warm on the shelf? No, or it, did was we... in, um, it was cold. It was in the refrigerated okay. section, but we did drive 25 minutes or so <laughs> with it, and that probably is... Yeah, because it wasn't it like was, a... It was an open refrigerator. Like, yeah, it wasn't like, like a case. It was like a... like Where you, where you get vegetables and stuff from, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so it was like an open front refrigerator, yeah. not yeah. one with a door. Exactly. That is correct. Yeah, and that's so the other thing. It's unfortunately like you keep milk in a closed-door refrigerator right. to keep it from spoiling, and unfortunately, people don't really respect our product in that sort of same way. Um, even though they should because it does it is going to spoil the same way that like milk would right do you think it's lack of respect or lack of knowledge i think it's a little bit of both um we will go into stores like we will find out the places will have it in open front refrigerator open front coolers or like have it on the shelves and we'll call them and be like hey like you know it's um you really can't do that we've had to specifically ask distribution companies to not sell our stuff to certain places before because we couldn't keep them uh, we couldn't prevent them really from keeping poor care of it. Yeah, and I think one of the big one of the big things with that too is that it looks bad not only on you guys, but it looks bad on the storefront as well. But Nick wanted to. I just have a question. Would you tell me what a scoby is and how <laughs> it is different than the yeast that I might use to brew traditional ales and lagers? Uh, well, a scoby is a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Uh, scoby is essentially all of the bacteria poop that forms <laughs> to create like this crazy white blobular thing on top. Um, is that the scientific term, blobular? Yes, yes definitely. Okay. Um, look it up, blobular. <laughs> um, uh, the, it's just different. I mean, I honestly can't fully tell you the huge difference between the two, but it's the same thing as, like, how bread yeast is different from beer yeast. Yeah, and you can harvest you know? them. I love it. Yeah. You I'm can. a really big fan of kombucha. That wasn't mm-hmm. just a pure science question. No. <laughs> I was leading into telling, being able to say, I used to make kombucha. Yeah. A lot of people tell me kitchen. that, but then they tell me that they really hated the smell, so they stopped Oh, my God. It. I would drink it when it was vinegar. <laughs> yeah, like, they would clean the kitchen, and I'd be like, what are you doing? This is Let me when drink this shit is, oh, my God. That's how clean you out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We do, like, kombucha ginger shots sometimes. Like wheatgrass, but just... Not wheatgrass, that'd be gross. Yeah. No, like, you know, they're like, do one of these and all your problems will go away. Pretty much, yeah. Everyone's like, do I really want to do this shot today? It like, hurts. it may not be such a great deal. Yeah, it doesn't it hurt. So, uh, <laughs> what what made Unity Vibration, like, start? Like, what was the reason to foresee, obviously, this market that a lot of people were interested in? Because it has a lot of natural necessities for people who are looking for a alternative to regular beer because I believe it's gluten free. It is gluten free. Um so I think all of them are vegan, correct? All the Yeah, everything that you make. we do is gluten free and everything that we do is vegan. Um kombucha doesn't have to be gluten free. We have just chose to go that direction. Um, we could put different malts and stuff in it, but we don't have to, so we don't. It's just not what we do there. Um 
really, it just started, I mean, Rachel and Tarek are the owners. Uh, I can't really necessarily speak for them, but uh, Rachel was really into kombucha, and they started uh, making it and selling it in the back of their van, um, and then ended up doing it in their basement, and it ended up getting big enough that they could get a brewery and actually start it that way. Uh, and I would say, as most kombucha drinkers would probably say, it originated because of price. Because you really just didn't want to pay for GT Dave's. I mean, it's crazy expensive. Uh, if you, you know, some people will come in and drink like gallons of it a day. Mm-hmm. And if you're actually buying that in like small containers worth of it, it gets crazy expensive. Yeah. I used to work at Whole Foods. And, yeah. Um, I think the only reason why I started drinking it is because I had a discount because I worked at Whole Foods. So it didn't seem so crazy yeah. but like now going back i'm like um don't don't have six dollars well, on a small whole foods is crazy expensive well, and in though. general in general they're <laughs> yeah. pretty bad but no i can attest to the the pricing for sure yeah you can make your own peanut butter there though yes so that's you can. more yeah. expensive you probably make your own peanut butter at home for well, yeah, they, they have like a peanut butter <laughs> machine <laughs> where you actually like a, put the... Like a soft serve machine. People do this? Oh, yeah. Really? It's, ama- it's amazing. And then you like make your it's own. It's amazing. Yeah. Wanna, you want to go later, Dan? Go check this out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I've never even heard of that <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is a thing people Spend do? Spend $2.50 on a single macaroon cookie would be my... Oh, yeah. $2.50. They don't make them in-house. Is there an alcohol percentage to the kombucha? Yes. Living kombucha... Living kombucha, which is what we have, um, any fermented food has an alcohol percentage. Mm -hmm. Essentially, if you go buy, like, brinery sauerkraut, that's going to have an alcohol percentage to it naturally. Um, We say, because of legal purposes, that it's anywhere from 0.5 to 1.5% of an alcohol. Um, In 2005, uh, all kombucha breweries, all kombucha makers were essentially shut down by the FDA because there were issues with people selling it and saying that there wasn't alcohol in it. Um, to prevent this from shutting them down and forever having an issue, Rachel and Tarek just decided to make us a microbrewery. So we sell our kombucha tea as alcohol. It has must be 21 or up on it. Um, but I highly suggest people drink it while driving. Just put it in a different container. That's what I would say. Because <laughs> um, it really, I mean, it's up to the person. But we, I have people who come in who say that they have like alcohol issues in the past, and they drink it, and they say don't, they don't feel anything. Well, I mean, at a half to one and a half percent, you're talking, you know, anywhere from one sixth of a beer to one third of a beer. So, so. make sure you don't and spill over- it while you're driving. Oh yeah, you don't want to <laughs> spill like it. I mean, beer. that's alcohol abuse. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, awful. it's the same thing as an overripe apple. I mean, oh. it has the same sort of alcohol content as overripe fruit. Hmm. So, what got you into brewing yourself? Uh, I love fermentation. I love what fermentation can do, and I especially love what fermentation can do to herbs. And fermentation can make herbs and hallucinogenics. And that's fun sweet. So <laughs> that's, like, really where I came from. Uh, I also have my best friend is HIV positive, And we found that the kombucha, the acidity level in the kombucha helps him sometimes process his medication easier. Oh. So that is also something that really got me into it. Uh, originally, when I did it at home, I did it simply for medicinal purposes. So you were you were brewing kombucha at home or making kombucha at yeah. home before going to Unity Vibration. So yeah. you didn't have a typical home brewer start when you were, or did you actually brew beer oh, yeah, prior I, to? I do beer, like beer, beer too. Um, but that's not as fun for me, honestly. I'm not a huge fan of the heat. 
Uh, and I just, I prefer a little bit more of what I can do with the kombucha than I can do with beer. And everyone does beer. And I personally would not be me if I was took the way that everyone else does. Well, I like to stand out. <laughs> I, I, I think one of the main things that you see with Unity Vibration is, is that it is an alternative to the people who are looking for something different. And mm. within the market of the craft beer world right now, mm-hmm. we're seeing different things every single day, whether it's different brands, mixtures of brands. Uh, you know, barrel aging obviously is the hip new thing that everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, everybody's doing. But, you know, with within Unity Vibration, I think what draws a lot of people, including myself, um, especially when you had that, that four pack where it was like two ginger, two. Is it raspberry or strawberry? Raspberry. Raspberry. Um, so you got two of each because those bottles are pretty pricey in regards to what you're looking for. But being able to buy two small 12 ounce bottles of each one as one four pack. It you know as a beer drinker myself, I, I hate having to go try a different beer or a different style and spending that much money to not know what I'm getting into. But that kind of thing, you know, two different flavors, two different things. And if I don't like two of them, I can give the other two away, or somebody else could try the other two. Whereas buying a bomber or a 750, you're stuck with it the second you open it. Yeah, bombers are usually only like seven or eight bucks. So when it comes down to like a bomber of beer, it's really not. And yeah, it I, is... I drink on a budget sometimes. So <laughs> it also, I mean, you're paying. You really are paying for the product for what the product is, and the oh, product yeah. is 100 percent organic. So that is partially what you are paying for. And I, I think after, you know, my wife had worked for Whole Foods for a bit and learning all those different things between organic, not organic, and all the extra steps it has to go to become organic, you know, you realize the price that is put into it for the price that you get as mm-hmm. opposed to them slapping on an organic sticker and saying, hey, $5 more. <laughs> so, and uh, Matt, what about you? How did you get into brewing? Obviously, you were at Wolverine. Uh, even before that, um, I was farming and just the other farmers I was with. Um, into you know making various foods from whatever we grew, whatnot, um, and I don't know, I'm kind of out of boredom um, and just trying something new and figuring out what to <laughs> do. Bored, with I'll make some beer today. So, so you 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 homebrewed before you went to Wolverine with mm-hmm. your farmer coworkers. I did. Okay, what kind of beers were you making? Um, IPAs. Uh, did a lavender IPA. Um, we had a bunch of juniper berries on the farm we were at, so we're using juniper berries, um, juniper pale ale, I think it was. And Does it give you a real gin type flavor to it, or am I just kind of? It just kind of gives you a different flavor because it's pre gin berries. It's a great sentence. I think it, it makes <laughs> the house smell really nice. Like, okay, it sticks with my yeah. They're kind of um, piney pre gin. They're very piney. But I don't know, and it was just fun to you know find whatever we could find on the farm and you know do something with it because otherwise we're just going to waste. And well, I think repurposing is always a great thing that bre- some breweries do. We had when we had Arbor on, and they were talking about how they had, uh, I think it was the Alt that was an accident. Yeah, uh, they were yeah. looking for one beer, and they created their Alt Twenty Two, <laughs> and it was just oh hey, this is an accident, so we're just going to tap it and give it to people to try, and everybody started liking it, even though that's not what they wanted to make. And then, sure enough, they stopped making it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sad about that still. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. I'll go. I got I got a nice little uh, alt beer in the fridge for me, thanks to uh, one of our guests, Matt, over there. I saw it. I just immediately thought of you since we had the conversation about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for Dan to bring me the alt. I tried that he said to. He was they were out of one. it. They were out of it. Sure. They no, they're out of it. 
terrible. Don't worry, I'll come Go home. Goodness. Turn his turn his microphone on. Can I? Yeah. Where is it? Do, stick it so, it's the talk. one that says eight. <laughs> oh no! Wait a no way! You're one then. <laughs> Nancy Drew over there. Right. <laughs> she knows you too well. Dedu- deductive reasoning. Nick, what's going on over there? The brewer. Nick the brewer. Yeah, not my brother. I'm just enjoying the show. I'm just enjoying the show. Yeah, this is great. It's been a so, long week. So tell us the uh, a little bit of history in regards to uh, the ninja pirate barley wine that you uh, had created. Like, how did you come up with the recipe you know you mentioned this isn't the first batch that you made you know what are some of the the different things that you had ran into before making this present one well i mean it started from just enjoying the old guardian barley wine by stone that was i think the first beer i had years ago that i was like you know what this is good and it's really strong and you don't need to drink a lot of it and you know what that leads to is more beers (laughs) (laughs) so and you know i like the idea of i don't know it's a it's an old style and i don't think a lot of people really brew it but it's not it's not it just what the difference between it and a russian imperial stout is just a little bit of the grain you know you just use less roasted grain and then less hops um so i mean it's people always ask you know well is it a beer i mean is this what is this then you got to go into the history of like, no, it actually goes back to England and the wine tax because anything above a certain percent sold in the country got taxed. Way to go, government. So <laughs> thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obizi. So for that for that English wine tax hundreds of years ago. Yeah, oh, it all comes back to the English wine tax, man. Trump was right; he's not American. See? Yeah, he's <laughs> right. was fifteen hundred years ago. Time traveling oh. son of a bitch, Look, and now he's president. Oh. What what's this world coming to? So it really is just a strong. I mean, that's why I think it's great that it won strong ale. You know, because I sent it to GABF. I don't know if it was the same. I mean, whatever. I hand-bottled and hand-labeled everything before this batch that we are now releasing, which was done professionally on a machine hmm, by JBL Bottling. These guys are great. So he's awesome. Norm. Shout out to JBL Bottling. Yeah, they came in and killed it, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. And my brewery is very tiny. So to work around, like, trying to push bourbon barrels aside to get this damn labeling thing in and being like, is this going to work? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's going to What do you mean? It's not going to not work. Pick this shit up. I don't care. Like, get out of here. We're bottling today. <laughs> this is on the schedule, man. Uh, I was gonna say it's a shame you couldn't take down like that windowed glass area oh, just and blow just, it out. Yeah, and just hit golf balls at it from driving. <laughs> um, next door, yes. But yeah, so and I enjoy the. I mean, just like using kombucha, which is I think it's cool too. I really. We're going to talk after this whole thing. Um, <laughs> but the idea of using all the fruit you do and, and having that kind of fermentation, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not a goddamn strawberry wheat shandy. You know, like all these yeah. people that are coming up and just throwing up all these beers, literally vomiting them up. You know, it's like a blueberry Some wheat. Taste like exactly. And to not understand how to use how the flavor profiles change in fermentation as opposed to in secondary. And, you know, I put molasses in the barley wine. I like molasses. I don't know. I mean, I like the way that it, I like the flavor profiles. I think the bottle that I won on, I used an extra half gallon because one of the cooks from the kitchen came back and was like, hey, dude, I was cleaning out the finale and found this. You want it? I was like, well, no, I got two, I already got what I needed, but yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with fucking molasses? Like, nothing. (laughs) So, and it definitely changed the flavor profile. I mean, I don't know, you know, all that beer is gone, which is great. I think I have two bottles at my house because. 
we hand bottled it. It wasn't like a giant. I don't have a bottle. So, what, what is the process of actually going to like send off your beer to one of these events? Like, how complicated is it? Um, how like often are you able to do it? As you know, Nick the Brewer or Black Lotus. You know, how often are you able to get these out? Because you know, especially lately, I saw like there was the Australian World Beer Festival, the New York World Beer mm-hmm. Festival, and. You know, there there is eighteen different world beer festivals this past weekend. So, if you want to make money, start a competition or a chamber so of commerce or some sort of governing body. The better on draft beer festival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's well. do it. Do we get Might to like well. sample all the beers? I'll be the judge. All the beers. I mean, I'll be the judge too. I'll you don't get to judge. hog that. <laughs> no, you're old. I'll be the judge. I'm old. Oh, man. <laughs> I definitely don't look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Nick the brewer that did that, not Nick the host. That did the womp, womp. Oh man, I'll make my own sound effect. <laughs> go, go, go for it, man. It's all good. Well, I think it, no, I do think this is a legitimate topic, and I would like to talk about it because you know I don't know if it's going to be putting the cat out of the bag, but it is very expensive to do this stuff and to send a beer to exactly to send a, the beer a festival like that. Not only to bootleg kombucha out of your basement and van, and then get a brick and mortar, and then start to do this stuff, and then to start creating a stable enough product. Like Black mm. Lotus has been there for ten years, you know, right. and it's been evolving as we. That's what we talked about the last time we were here, mm-hmm. you know, and so. How long I, have you been there again? Sorry to interrupt. Year and a half. Okay, so Black Lotus has been around for a year and a half. Go. Boom. <laughs> and it's funny because talking about all those competitions, like the Gin Barrel Saison, which will be out uh, in July, won a silver medal at the World Beer Championships hosted by Tastings. Not the same thing. Not the same. Not oh. Definitely not the same competition. So the Barley Wine it won in the World Beer Cup, and that is the biggest beer competition in the world. It's that, the big one. That's, it happens, that's the one. That is the one. It happens every two years. It's open to every brewery around the world. If you if you are there for registration, there were 6,700 beers entered in 94 categories from around the world. Jeez. And, and you were know, category 84. I think 84 or 80. I might have misspoke earlier. I don't really do the lot of Remember, Remember last time we talked about reading? <laughs> that hasn't gotten better. Yeah, numbers aren't just yeah, either. Yeah, so. I can look good now when the paparazzi follow me around Ferndale and shit. They're like, is that Nick the Brewer? Is he going to Berkeley or Clawson? Let me follow him. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I do it. But I still can't read or, or, or do, do my numbers so good. Um, but there were 55 beers because that number you can't fuck up, dude. That shit reads backwards and forwards. Yeah, that man like, can put together a complicated beer recipe. Yeah. So is it really that you can't read or write? Yeah. Or the, the IDGAF meter is just really on the low In side? In the yeah, just in the dirt. Um, but yeah, there were fifty five beers in that category alone, and so the idea that you have these giant competitions, right? And going to GABF and seeing sitting in the fucking Coliseum and seeing all these tens of thousands of people in this theater and going, oh man, I'm like an Airheads reference. I'm Pip farting on a snare drum right now. <laughs> like I'm nobody, nice you know? Difference. Yeah, like I'm a asshole that bottles the beer myself. You know, I mean, yes, I have good belief in my systems of operation, standard operating procedures and cleanliness, but there's people going up there with 10 people. It's $250 a pass. Do the math. That's just to get the people here. $2,500. Boom. Not including, not including hotel, flights, registration, fun money. Like, it's so much... So the idea that you pay money and I had to you have to register uh, and like months before, then you then once you've paid your registration fee, they send you the competition packet that says ninety four categories with a bunch of subcategories that so there was really a shitload in you know then you have to go okay, 
da, 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 here is what I'm sending you, then you have to pay to send it to Denver. Or because Michigan is awesome and the Brewing Guild is awesome, that they, New Holland sponsors a cold truck that goes out. I've used it for GABF and I use it for World Beer Cup. If you're a brewery and you are in the guild, you can drive your stuff to New Holland and they will ship it for free in their own truck nice. so that you know... I mean, that's it. And you said that's for GABF and then the Beer Cup. That's Yeah, that, that's for the World Beer Cup and GABF. Um, GABF is yearly. World Cup is yes. bi-yearly. Yes, bi-yearly. And it, the, G, the World Beer Cup rotates every year. It's not in the same city, whereas the GABF is only open to American breweries, and it's in Denver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you pay the money, you send it out, and then you kind of wait. But the, what, to bring it all back to what I want to touch on, because the, the double O Saison has been entered twice. In the GABF, it was in the specialty Saison category, like 78 sub B. Got back my tasting notes. I remember that shit because I looked, I looked <laughs> over it today, so I was explaining it to somebody. I'm also kind of like an, a savant, maybe autistic. I don't know. Um, I don't think we're supposed to laugh at that. Nah. <laughs> I got a gold medal. You can learn. <laughs> so I entered it in, in sub, you know, category sub B, specialty Saison, and it comes back and there is no sub B category. It's just Saisons. So is that gin barrel-aged Saison going to beat a dry Saison DuPont clone? Absolutely not. I entered it again in World Beer Cup in pale to amber barrel-aged beer. Because you guys have drank it, it pours clear. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculously clear for being in an, an oak barrel. And then I got the result, or I haven't got the results yet, but we saw I saw the categories and it was just wood and barrel-aged beer. And that's it. I mean, that's crazy. Like, you know. You yeah, got, it seems like they have so many different subcategories and so many, you know, 94. And they take your money and then they just, it, it disappears. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. we only had 40 people enter the, we're just going to combine it. And then you got Firestone Walker with a football field of barrel room just, go, you know. I mean, I can't afford to get all the winemakers in California to come blend my beers in a competition to find the one that's sweet. Yeah, I did <laughs> Fobab earlier this year, late last year, which is in Chicago. It's Barrel Age Beer Fest. Uh, and that's kind of a problem I ran into is I was in categories with stouts. And I'm like, what the hell are you putting me with a stout for? It doesn't even make sense. Like, And some of it, too, I found it a little degrading for the beer that you walk down a table line and there's 40 different Brett-aged beers. Like, once you taste... Yeah, your palate's blown out. Yeah, once yeah. you taste that many, you really can't appreciate like any really, of them. I mean, is it really the same thing after the first ten? Truly, it. I mean, it kind of starts to become that way, and also when they're left for forty-eight hours without ice, yeah. like these, you know, you go in the second day and everything's pure foam and just like seventy <laughs> degrees and disgusting. Ugh. Oh, I'm thirsty. <laughs> well, I, I think I think one of the things we're going to have to look into is see if we can get you know. Obviously, we know uh, Zach Topinski of Urban Rest, who is a BJCP certified judge. But how they go through, because for me, with so many different beers and trying to determine what's the best beer out of a line of beers, it just, you, you would seem like your palate would just get destroyed after like 10 or 11. Yes, Nick? No, that was giving out the bullet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we got the uh, the 2016 winners from the World Beer Cup and... Number category eighty out of fifty five entries. There's Black Lotus. And when the owner top. called me on Friday, I was so tired. I mean, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. The competition. <laughs> like, what was your reaction when you found out? Oh man, I was, was <laughs> I was in my cousin's car. We were going to my buddy's house, who never leaves his house when his wife works on Fridays. And Jimmers, if you're listening, you need to get out of your house, bud. <laughs> That's right. So That's I was nice. pulling we'll, up. To we'll his, make sure to tag Jimmers and Jimmers. Facebook. Oh, don't, Jim Healy, dude. We're gonna Jim, get him. He yeah. loves social media too. Well, we'll tag him on He's Facebook. Probably listening to this shit right now. Uh, <laughs> make sure to leave your house. I was pulling up in in this car. I was passenger, and I got a call, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
because you know it's like something blew up. The the beer is on the floor. Like <laughs> it's Friday night. Like five o'clock. You're yeah. just waiting for the worst news possible. Dude, it's just def- monster straws. Super deflated. Like so tired and just going. God damn! I don't have to go back to Black Lotus tonight. Like it's been a long week. I just and it's Mark who hired me, who was the brewer, and he was. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> You did it, brother! You did it! I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, I'm watching the live stream right now. You did your pirate one. You won gold. You won gold. Ah! I, was like, I was like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, no, you're, no, we didn't. You're out of your mind. He's like, no, I might be hallucinating. I don't know, man. It's on to the next category. Like, I, no one clapped and no one went up there, so I knew it was us. <laughs> And then so I was like, uh, all right, man, well, let's just do something. You know, I wasn't even pumped. I was like, <sighs> you were so burnt out. from like I just didn't believe him. So it took like a half hour to get people. You know, we finally they don't release it until after the ceremony. Right. So then it became. Yeah. Then I went and partied all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, OK, weekends a blur. So yeah. do you get anything back from the, the World Beer Cup? You can accept like a plaque. Do you, do you get like a hey? Here's a couple grand for all your effort. Yeah, <laughs> what you get Shit. to do is you get to submit your artwork for what you want on, and they have to approve their branded label being used. And if you do use it, like we've submitted everything, and then you have to have it be a certain font in a certain portion of the label and the year and category specifically, so that you can't just be like, "Won me a gold for this beer in now, 1980." The category that they say it is, or the category that you. Re- registered under because no well the, okay so when we entered barley wine in the gabf all the tasting notes came back and it was like it was really funny because they were like this beer is not a bear barley wine you know it's oxidizing it's got too many fla- one, one judge was like too many flavors too many flavors. <laughs> what does that mean, dude? Yeah. Wait, wait. How's that guy even a judge? Bro. Too many flavors. And it's well. Was that the only thing he put down? You know, <laughs> we. I sat next to a guy who was judging cream ale from Australia, and to talk to him about, we were. I was like, so what's going on, man? And he's like, to be honest, bro. By the time we get to the finals, like, I, you know, there's no flaws between. That's why I think the molasses put me over the edge mm. because it's like he's like, by the time I get to the gold medal round. There is no flaws. These beers are all perfect, and it's just what is my preference. He's like, I can't tell you. It's not a. It's, there is no it's, secret. It's basically going to be whatever jumps out to the judges yeah, at dude. that point. As oh my god, this is the greatest beer that I've ever had. They put that- shrimp in the pad thai instead of chicken. I fucking love shrimp pad thai. I'm about to gold medal, dude. You did it. Like, How much beer do you actually have to send them? Okay, that's another thing too, bro. Oh. You got to send them a case. So I had to send four cases of bombers. You have to send eight. You have to send twelve to sixteen beers if it's twelve ounces, and eight, eight at least eight bombers. So you're thinking like if if New Holland didn't do that, that's a couple hundred dollars in shipping costs. And if you're gonna oh, be yeah. if you're gonna be like balls deep, then you got a refrigerated thing to ship out there, and that's three so, four hundred. So it sounds like it's this make it really difficult for small brewers. That's why it's so. That's why I'm that, so pumped. That, that's why. That's what the biggest gripe is. Is it yeah. makes that contests like this make it extremely difficult for the small home brewers or even the small little you know fifty people could fit in my brew pub place. <laughs> Do you have a thousand dollars just to piss yeah, away? Well, and I'm pretty uh, sure pretty most much what it sounds like yeah. that it is because I mean yeah. even if you're, you're talking sixty five hundred 
uh, beers, not breweries, or beers. I think beers. Yeah, I don't know what the brewery count was, but you know. Maybe, maybe but then it comes back to where now. That's why you know. Now we're here. It's like I made a movie, you know, and it's being released <laughs> next Saturday. So I'm doing press because the people that follow it. I mean, I'm hoping for a line around the block. We're gonna now. It's gonna pump it. We're, we're having a party on June 4th. Wait, you have a movie. That, yeah, oh, wait, wait a minute. I actually do have a couple of movies, and they're not of the pornographic type. They were made in a, like one of them was made in Alaska. It's about me being a fictional like butt sledder, which is a guy that slides down mountains on uh, like food trays. Butt sledder. <laughs> yeah. okay, that oh, could be wait, the pornographic. Yeah, that's, 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 no, down mountains. Let's, let's, so, so, at, at that, we're going to take a quick break while everyone at home uh, thinks about what he just said. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. Episode 34, Better on Draft podcast. Still a full studio as uh, I believe we are going to uh, start uh, taste testing some of these Unity Vibration yeah. beers that we have yeah. here. We got some uh, red solo cups right here between uh, Matt and Chris that we can start pouring things out. Um, as they're getting it, uh, is, is there any uh, finality of the butt sledder story that we can? Uh, yeah, his name, his name was uh, his name was Hans McGruff. Did did did, did he survive? <laughs> That's speculated, man. His, oh. name? his name was Hans McGruff. That sounds like a. I have to watch this movie oh apparently. Gosh. Yeah, it's called The Last Sled, so you have to infer no, that, but. What theaters can but I watch this at? The is it out right slide. now? Uh, it's on, uh, you know, it's in all the best theaters, I think. I have a lot of good people that have worked on it. And like the Velvet Touch Room or something? Uh, <laughs> 94? What is that? I believe that it's uh, playing Why do you know that? at the main art theater after Purple Rain, midnight showing mm. tonight, actually. Awesome movie. The encore yeah. after Purple Rain? Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the B-movie. It's if you wait for the credits to end. It, it's a short film, too. <laughs> is, this, a, is, wait, is this like Grindhouse? Yeah. <laughs> So, Grindhouse before Grindhouse, you know. So, re- so really quickly, I found during the break that there were oh, six thousand five hundred ninety-six oh. beers entered in the World Beer Cup this year. So. How many? Six thousand five hundred ninety-six. Uh, for to make sure. Am I passing this around? There you go. Well, I think they can. Okay, we got one more coming our way, and then we can. There's only two slices of birthday cake yeah. left. Yeah. I know. I'm not going to get the ratio of people to cake is too low. <laughs> So, oh, Nick, Nick the Brewer, I, I have to interject. i got to say something. I'm actually a little upset that you didn't bring uh, sweet potato fries. Oh. <laughs> or some Irish nachos. I Where are they at? The, I know. The, the fish and chips, man. All right. Well, look, we're only going to do this. <laughs> Since we cut out before, I'm going to be very succinct because that's awesome. This Saturday, we are releasing the, this Ninja, the Ninja Pirate beer, and it's going to be a huge party. And the food is awesome at Lotus 2, which is great. I mean, we yes. got oh, yeah. everything yes. is kind of hitting on all sixes. We do a burger of the week now. So, but come, bring your family, bring your friends. It's yes. $15 a bomber. Hundred and seventy four bucks if you buy a twelve pack of it, you get a little bit of a redu- you get one beer for free, and then you also get a free mug club membership for a year, which gets you discounts every time you come in and you get to drink out of a big ass mug. Nice. Um, anyway, if you dress like a ninja or a pirate, you get half off your food all oh, day long. I'm doing it. Yeah. Do so we're gonna have a female ninja pirate? See, that's what I said, but here's the point. You Ninjas. Better, you better cut that shit like two face. <laughs> I don't want you to be wearing like <laughs> fucking pirate outfit with a ninja mask. It's gonna be like I am a ninja. I am a pirate. Wait, hang on. Do you want it cut vertically or horizontally? Vertically. Okay. No, that's. Think about that. If you're wearing the boots, we talk about the pajama. The pajama bottoms. If you're the ninja pajama bottoms, and then just one of those deep V. All right. 
Yes. Look, what if I show up in a throwback Roberto Clemente jersey? Do what, does that count? No. That's a pirate. That's a pirate. That's not, no. If you, if you were wearing ninja bottoms, then yeah, dude, that would be... But that's split again. You know? No, you have, you have to show up in, like, the, the Jerry Seinfeld... Oh, that puffy shirt? I, I, want to, I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I want, That's the what shirt is you should... up with that? <laughs> so come have fun, and we're not only releasing, we're releasing the Ninja Pirate, but we also have Bombers of Chernobyl Tea, which is an Imperial Stout. Yeah, it's 13%. It's a big banger. And then I have Hip Hops, which is the standard flagship IPA in bottles, too. Not to mention I'm going to have a ton of fun beers on in the the we have a live club side. There's going to be a pirate band, an all girl pirate band. <laughs> that's um, that's playing. Baby yeah. Buccaneers. The, the owners, Baby Buccaneers. There yeah. you go. Like the owners really have gotten behind this, and I'm excited. And just to keep it pumping is that the one of the managers is a Renaissance Festival employee who owns a tailor shop down the street. So there will be. Literal Rennie nights in full regalia. Well, are they going to be the best thing or the worst thing yes. that ever happened? It's, 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 it's one end of the rainbow or the other. There's no fucking bell curve. It's like, and I'm going for the pot of gold side. It really seems like it's go really like pirate centric. I think yeah. someone needs to bring like the, the ninja. ninja dude into yeah. it. Yeah, man. I'm dude. I'm all about it. More ninjas, the better. Who wants to go as Karate Kids? I'm going karate as... That would be cool. If you came as Daniel San, if you come oh, in Karate Kids... Oh, you know, I was thinking of Three Ninjas. Yeah. Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Rocky, Tum Tum, and Colt. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Or Hulk Hogan, because he was I'm, in... He was in the Mega Mountain, yes. Three Ninjas, Mega Mountain. Oh, my gosh. What is going on The show's going off the rails, too. I was going to say, I think more people saw the last sled than Three Ninjas. I... I, I watched the second Three oh. Ninjas. Oh. That's the second Three Ninjas. This is the fourth oh, Three Ninjas. God, never mind. There's a fourth Rocky one. Rocky loves Emily. There's a fourth one. Yeah. That's the first one. Rocky's getting it's a little old. There was now. more than one brave little toaster. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously it's going to be all that shit and more wrapped up into a giant ball. I'll be there slanging bottles. And what's the date again? The date is September. What? September. 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 Oh, let's Remember try that one again. What's the that, date again? I'm going to pull that reading thing right back in there. Uh, June 4th. Saturday. Saturday. Next week. It is a week <laughs> Next away. Next Saturday. What time? Uh, it, well, we're going to open at 11.30, and it will be on tap, too. I have two kegs of it. So Do, do we have to wait in line if we show up? Well, if you show up before we open, you can't come in when we open. Oh, okay. Like, you can't just so sit inside. So we don't have to wait in line if you're the first person to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, but you, you want to line around the line. You, you want to line around the I'm hoping that that happens because, to be I honest. I don't want to wait in a line. I just well, want to walk in. Oh Day drunk. Know, I mean, dude, week. there were five people that brought home medals. Wolverine, shout out to Wolverine. I yep. think that's awesome. Was it for was it like a Roush beer? That's the Roush beer. Roush yeah. lager. Yeah. I love. It. We talked about doing a collab when I I don't know one of the one of the main guys. And now it's great to see you know. And then New Holland, but we're small. You can only get it at Black Lotus, and uh, and that's that should be celebrated. You know what I mean? We're a brew pub. We don't we can't distribute the beer. So this starts at eleven thirty a.m. A.M., yes. That, oh, that's, when we're, Lord. that's when we're going to open. So. It would be a pretty short party if they started at 11.30 p.m. And it they didn't <laughs> open until 11.30 no p.m. No one would be waiting that long, I don't think. <laughs> they'd all be drunk already. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they'd all be over at Moose Winooski's. Yeah. Or, or at is the that where goes? The Renshaw, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Renshaw. Don't even get me started on that. And we have 70 so. cases, just to shout that out, because I think that it will go, I mean, it will be available afterwards. We're gonna, we, we are a business that is in the business of selling alcohol to oh, people. But really? It will, you know, it'll be so available. So wait, wait, you're, you're there to make money? We're in the business of making dreams come true, man. Mm-hmm. I used to be a lifeguard, and I was in the business of saving lives. 
And I just got older. <laughs> <laughs> Have you saved any lives? <laughs> Every day. Every day. Just by being in your presence, we're all saved. Is that Jesus. <laughs> all right? So, <laughs> what do we? What, what are we drinking? Because I, I, I was like going to say, yeah, we we all got poured something. So why don't yet. you? Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the introduction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the Elder Wand. It's our newest flagship release that we've done. Uh, if you want to take a look at the bottle, uh, this is going to be blackberry and blueberry based with buckwheat. Um, so you are going to taste a little bit of the buckwheat in there. I, some people taste it and they're like, oh, buckwheat. And I'm like, well, it is an ingredient. I want you to taste the buckwheat. Not the character from that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it was interesting because we were I, I was talking with my wife earlier and we were talking about someone who actually had a buckwheat allergy oh. as someone. I accidentally hit the podcast. Oh, oh she's, she's doing what I do. Don't play with, uh, with the Twitch stream. Well, I don't have headphones on, so maybe I need it. <laughs> There you go. Here. I don't want them. You want? Oh, this is so bipolar <laughs> no, right now. Not. What's even going on over here? So um, it's got buckwheat in it. Um, now, is this a beer that you're uh, selling in stores, or is this something that you're actually just like brewery only or keg uh, only? Or? We are selling it in stores. It's our um, latest. It's an actual flagship, so it's a okay. year-round beer. Um, it's the last thing like that it. our uh, last and only other brewer did. Um, I took the recipe and I revamped it a little bit. No. So, I mean, a little bit of to this girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait while you pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Don't break your wrist. Self high five. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's good. I like it a lot. Yeah. So is no, this, this really the 1.5? No, this is a beer. So this is anywhere. That's like 8%. Um, what's yeah, so that's great? Sad. Yeah. What is so great about our open ferment beers is, you know, ABV is a little bit of. That's what we go for. But um, I've done a most recent batch. I drank a bottle of it and definitely higher than 8% in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, all of our beers are a little bit higher in ABV. I personally don't believe that a beer is a session unless it's, like, 6%. I mean, unfortunately, that is a session, 10%. A starter beer. I was going to say, we say every beer is a session beer okay. if you try hard enough. Yeah. You know, a matter of dedication. Yeah, dedication definitely is a good word for that. On a Friday night at 5 o'clock, I mean... Yeah, dude, and as long Russian as those beers can be, it can be session beers. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get it. If that. you've had that kind of week, yeah, for sure. The hip hops is eight point three, but it's yeah. I don't consider it a double because it, no. it doesn't drink like a double. It you know, it no. shouldn't drink like a double at that. You know, I think a double should be eleven or like eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Didn't, a, wasn't there? There was a um, dragon's milk that was out. I know there was a beer grotto in Ann Arbor did like a dragon's milk. Tap takeover. Okay, they have like ten different ones. Yeah, they they and brought a bunch to uh, the Winter Beer Fest. They brought yeah. like eighteen. One That's of them was like bacon. Their marketing plan for well, the yeah. beginning of those to hot sixteen is to roll out all these reserves. Well, in my summer Digging beer fest, space beer in is the warehouse, be boss, get this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Liquidation station. Chai <laughs> tea. Well, I, I tell you what. In regards oh, to Dragon's good. Milk, Dragon's Milk is probably one of the most consistent beers that I've ever had. Like, I can't tell you, like, you know, Oberon every year tastes a little bit different. Even Two Hearted, you know, even newer batches taste a little bit different. But Dragon's Milk always seems to be on point, and especially with a lot of their newer beers. And we didn't like the one that everybody liked. That was a triple mash. Oh, that was the worst one. I thought yeah, we we them. thought we thought the chocolates know, and coffee was good. Vanilla chai was pretty bad. Yeah, that was. Um, close to 
the reserve with the raspberries. That's, we, I like the that reserve. That was my favorite one. Cough syrup. Do you like drinking cough syrup? I couldn't even taste the raspberry. That, that right killed the alcohol flavor of the dragon's milk. I could chug those. That'd be dangerous in anything bigger than a 12, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they're they're doing 22s of the raspberry now. Yeah, I can chug that. That's, that's bad. <laughs> Uh-oh. We, gonna, we just won't bring them here. We're going to bomb one of those? <laughs> we, we could not. Nah, we could shock them. Are, are they in cans? No, they're, they're going to probably be in glass bottles. <laughs> but I'm sure we bad. could just put it in a, a red Solo cup or two, and you can just slam them real quick for Might us. Might as well. Hey, what else you guys got? I'm having a great time. Someone's going to keep this rolling. I have bourbon peach. Yum. And who does your artwork, by the way? Because it's awesome. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that question because I don't know. Wow. Really? Yeah. You make the stuff you don't even think That's. I Well, it was all done before I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't talk shit. I wasn't talking shit. I thought that's kind of bad business. You don't know who does. Not on your end. I'm like, yeah, somebody should probably should know. Well, yeah, other people do know. That's just not my department. She we'll, we'll make sure to know before we uh, post the show. And by that, I mean we'll post it after we post the show because the show will get posted in, you know, an hour and a half. So Nick's already on it. <laughs> oh, Nick doesn't do the auto editing. I do. No, I think he's doing the research. He's oh, Nick's doing all the research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's checking out cat videos on YouTube and yeah. videos of baby metal. Right, man. Baby metal when they were fourteen and twelve. Don't hate as hey, to how old they are now? Seriously, you're gonna go say that? <laughs> are, are you actually doing it? I was making that no. up. No. <laughs> remember when you used to make underage jokes about me and then you married me? Yeah, I do remember yes, that. Remember that? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's just talk about that verse. As, as we've scared around. Catch you later. <laughs> so while, while they're passing that around, I wanted to ask uh, Chris something, because I know last uh, the last time you were here, it was really more of the yeah, Matt Bush show. Um, when is it not? I, I agree. It feels that way every time he shows up here, and sometimes we don't even invite him and he shows up here. <laughs> we don't know how we got the address here. He just showed up last week. But um, that's okay. We have a... We can get another cup for me. Um, with that in mind, so what is it that you exactly do over at Southern Wine and Spirits? Uh, I am similar to Matt in that I'm a, a sales consultant. So I will go around and sell new products, try and sell new displays, uh, get people to order way more booze than they probably think they need. <laughs> um, basically, they need I get to walk into stores and spend other people's money, which is the best money to spend. That's right. Have you guys had the bourbon peach over there, by the way? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I still have two bottles. I have a little bit left of each. So if somebody wants to top them off, pass them some way. Oh, this, this bourbon peach is fantastic. Awesome. How long are you fermented for? Because it's open, right? Yeah, it's open fermentation. I mean, it really depends on the time of year. Uh, climate, we're yeah. not climate controlled, so it just is really? not. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> we, old. We are, yeah it's old crazy. Move no, that's um, awesome. <laughs> uh, so, you know, anywhere from like two to four weeks, really. Dig it. Yeah. So is it just constant turnaround? You make a batch? Constant we, turnaround. Then we kind of put it up and sell through it, and meanwhile you got another batch in the back just kind of going yeah, for a Yeah, well, we away. do everything in small batches. So when we, we refer to barrels, we're referring to bourbon barrels. Um, we use bourbon barrels to create to ferment everything except for the Elder Wand. Um, do you use the same company for all your bourbon barrels, or...? Uh, yeah, for the most part, we go through the same person. Um, I was actually talking with Chris about this earlier. We use Heaven Hope Barrels. Okay. Um, so we go through, we essentially, they we have giant fermenters. We use wine fermenters. 
Um, we have fermenters and a, a little like stage area that's built on these little metal racks um, up top. And then we drop that, that's where our tea goes. We drop it down into our bourbon barrels, which are right underneath them. Uh, and then um, ferment it down from there. Uh, what was the question? God, I think I have a buzz. No. <laughs> the question was, Could yeah, you, an- you answered it. How, yeah, how long did it take? You said about a month. Yeah. It's, it's always seemed really interesting to me going, comparing the amount of time it takes to make beer versus, you know, any kind of aged spirit. Um, white gins, white tequilas, um, silver, anything that's not aged is usually pretty quick. White mm-hmm. dog. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you look at beer versus, say, like a, a really, like an exo cognac, which could be anywhere from, you could have 100-year-old eau de vie in there. It's, it's really interesting to see how quickly beer can be made and still have really great, really complex, really deep flavors. It's that's that's always something that seemed really interesting to me. It's like that's such a fast, short process compared to a lot of spirits, but you still get that that depth and layer of flavoring. Well it depends on the yeast that you're using too and all of the ingredients that you're putting into yeah. it. Um, kombucha naturally has lacto and bread <clears throat> yeast into it in it. So we will like our um, our plain teas, uh, they're just our basic kombucha tea, I will find those sometimes on shelves, and they will be expired a year ago. I buy all of those up, because those are delicious. Like, those are when it is prime, because all of those yeasts that are in it that really makes it what it is have finally kicked in. So it's Um, cellaring, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all about cellaring. We actually, our cream ale is one of them that we do, and we recently... um, I brewed a batch of it, and I brewed a batch off of it off of a recipe, and I had literally never had it before because we make only so much of it, and it had all been gone. Last I was around last year when it was bottled, but by the time I went to go grab a bottle, they were all gone. Um, I We opened a 2014 bottle of that last week. It was phenomenal. I have never tasted anything like that, and I couldn't even believe that our beer could do what that did. Um, it's maize-based. And to boil this stuff with the hops, it was disgusting. <laughs> like, I was straining the stuff gagging. Like, it looked so bad. And then to taste it, I just couldn't believe it. And that, that beer took me a week to make. Like, to make five, essentially five bourbon barrels worth of that took me a week. And when I tasted it, I was like, this is why I fucking do it, man. Like, that is <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, all of the ingredients, really, even just to taste it in the tank right now while it's fermenting down, and then to taste that one that was two years old, it just, what that's going to do over time is insane. And that's, but speaking of, like, like whiskeys, for example, mm-hmm. if you build a whiskey, you distill it, you get the, the grain build right, at least in your mind, you have to wait years before, I mean, you, you taste it along the way to make sure it's aging the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. But you're waiting years before that ends up becoming a finished product, whereas a beer, you, you're you waiting a month. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's more... More immediate gratification. Uh, yeah, this, you know, this is a great topic to talk about, because imagine with the proliferation of distilleries that we're getting now, right? Yeah. That's the new craft, right. I think. You know, that's that's where the future's going. So yeah. imagine it when the distillers, the micro-distillers, start taking as much care into the mash bill, into the ingredients that go into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because most most award-winning distilleries get ethanol 
You get ethanol in giant totes from a from a pharmaceutical company, and they restill it, and then they turn it into shit. You know, I mean, very well, a lot of times, a lot of times, what a lot of these craft distilleries are doing is they're buying stock from. At MGP, for example, which is just a massive distillery in Indiana, if I remember right. right. And they make hundreds of thousands of gallons. Of just white, you know, yeah, white, of, of white totes. And yes, they're exactly. Getting it. So it's not quite ethanol, but it it's the same concept where you're, you know, that that's where a lot of these craft And it's one grain bill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a yeah. macro They're grain. They're not, the, the micro distilleries aren't in control of, of the bill. Of how it is. Because I think of it as yes. a brewer going... If I, if I, you know, if someone was like, hey, man, you want to distill, here's $100,000. Buy a still and, and do it your way. Imagine, you know, stilling down a stout in to do like a dark rum or yeah. something and using cane. Like the idea that you don't, yeah, because the, just, they're all about it, the end product of stripping. You know, yeah. that it's funny that they call it stripping when you're doing, I'd, I'd love to get into distillation later in life. <laughs> like I just like, I'd love to make my own still. But, you know, like when you strip it, that's a crazy term to think about. You're stripping away you're, you know, you're taking this thing that you already are not happy with, and you strip all the stuff away to get the finished product. Where in yep. brewing, it's you're making and manipulating. But I, I think that so you're building to something it's as more opposed additive, to getting opposed away, to chiseling away. Because, yeah. exactly. So you're building a house instead of chiseling away at a statue. Yep. And imagine if we came to it from that idea. Like I'm going to use buckwheat and maize instead of just going. Well, I got to use 50 percent corn to make bourbon because that's our American spirit, and that's I got to use legal requirement. Yeah, that's what the government spirit. tells me. I got to do my bourbon to make the. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it, the the 50 percent's a minimum. I mean, that's that's just a benchmark. That's, but you can't you can, go less. No, you can't. You can go more if you want to. You can't go less to call it bourbon. Yes. I know. I love America. If it's less, what is it well, it's, called? And it's not just, uh, it's, it's just whiskey. whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Whiskey. Whiskey. It's not, it's not just. Terms? Yeah, it's it's really kind of like an all encompassing term where you can have American whiskeys, Irish whiskeys, Scotch is in there, Canadian whiskeys. Yeah. It's just, you know, whether or not you add an E in between, you know, before the, or before the Y. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really kind of an all encompassing term. And then you'll have bourbons, you'll have your subcategories like your bourbon, your Irish. Um, Kind of like the same way where you have like a stout, and then you'll have Russian Imperials, you'll have oatmeal stouts, milkshake stouts. That export. Kind of thing. Well, yeah. my question is: Is that an FDA regulation, or is that? Well, I understand that it is an FDA regulation. It's a ta- no. It's a it's a, a federal tag TTB. Like, yeah. But what does that come from? Because there are certain things, like essentially champagne, right? History. Yeah, it's that history. You have to, it has to come, come from on, a certain area. Yes, it, it has to be. It has to be region Look sourced out. from champagne. Otherwise, it has to be called sparkling wine. Right. Same way with cognac, has to be made in the cognac region of France. Otherwise, it's considered a brandy. Well, and that is something that I do love about bourbon and whiskey is the actual standards of it. Of you did not meet my standards. So you're just whiskey. Yeah, it's just whiskey. But it's taxation without representation. That's the whole thing. America was like, we're gonna call ourselves this then this because they started being good that's really that was the like we started making good bourbon to call it bourbon they were like well we need a national you know we're making money on this but we can't call it american unless we have standards <laughs> and then because also they were getting <laughs> yeah, on the farm they want the, the farmers but keep wait, in mind wait, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on say that sentence one more time <laughs> that was a train wreck <laughs> D- did I hear we can't call it America because we have standards? Yeah. <laughs> because I can tell you of a company right look. now that's calling something America. <laughs> not not America. But oh, America. Yeah, no, we can't be America unless we have standards. Well, just to say, hey, because exactly like uh, he said, if it, the way that 
it's one of the first things that we taxed as an American like export crop. You know, aside from cotton and all the stuff that had already been before. Yeah, what I mean, like instead of your commodity crops, this was something where it was we're trying to stand up to because oh, and to segue into this because you do this and I've thought a lot about this and being in the just <laughs> you, you no for everyone who can't see out there. <laughs> it's like the the advent of micro distilleries. I want to start using different wood. Like, why yes. do we only have to? Because that is a stipulation. Yes. It has you to be American, to American oak. White and it can, oak. American white oak. And it can barrels. only be charred to a certain degree. Because yep. as using these gin oak barrels for the Saison, I want to, dude, I would love to do a Nordic beer in juniper barrel, in, oh. in birchwood barrels. Soft wood. Only age it for a month. And then, it's, and then it's done. You know what I mean? What? Why do we do that? Because some asshole, super long time ago, wanted the timber <laughs> industry to get money. And so he did that. Same thing with, it's the native crop. They wanted people to grow corn. Because yeah. it also provides for the troops. And then you can get the, like, there were, we were done fighting the Civil War. So you don't got to feed the troops anymore. You gotta, I mean, it's awesome to look at history and how all of these things that we now take as standards were based upon... Just, where's money that? in pockets. Where's that money at, baby? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's you can – we still have American whiskeys, obviously. You have like Seven Crown. Um, Jack Daniel. Yeah, Jack. Well, Jack's a te- Tennessee sour, but yeah. Sour mash. Yeah. It's, so you have American whiskeys that aren't bourbon. It's Every, Elephants are gray, but not all gray things are elephants. All bourbon's whiskey, not all whiskey's bourbon. Yes. And speaking of whiskey and bourbon, you know where you can get all these great products at? Where? They totally I have no idea. <laughs> over at Zatuna Liquor oh, in Rochester oh. Hills. Wow, I didn't know that. Not now you know. <laughs> I tell you every week. Go say uh, hi to Jack uh, up there over at uh, uh, M59 and Rochester ah. Road. There you go. The old Carl's Golf Land right across the street from Big Boy. Uh, check it out. Plenty of stuff. Liquor, beer, wine, sodas, cigars, just about everything you need for a party one as well shop. as yeah, it's a one-stop shop. That's for sure. And I think that's why we uh, we love it. Everything's fair price there, too. Do they have There's... Bullet Bourbon 10 year? Because I'm drinking it right now. and It is so delicious. I, I would have to ask their uh, their representative, but I'm assuming they would. If um, if, if they know, bot, if they bottle it, it's at Zatunas. Yeah, yeah. If, if I know uh, Zatunas, they've got Bullet Ten on the shelf. Um, there's a very at state minimum. Yeah, I know they're at state minimum for all their liquor prices. Um, whether or not they have the two new limited Crown Royals that we just kicked off, Honey and Noble, I don't know. I don't know if they still have any. Not my account, but but check them out. Uh, ask them on Facebook, yep. uh, Facebook.com. Uh, check out Zetuna Liquor. Z e t o u n a. That is correct for those <laughs> that uh, that do not know. But uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, if you message them, they'll uh, respond back. They're very very good in regards to if they can get it, they will get it for you. If they don't have it in stock, they will order it specially for you. Can what's that candy got in front of you? Uh, that is a uh, from the makers. <laughs> Oh, from from the makers and distribution of go. Goose Island Bourbon County, uh, I have a Bud Light Lime Limerita right in yeah, front of me. That, that was a great response. <laughs> that, at, least, at, least, at least he's honest. It was in the fridge, and my beer wasn't cold. That yet. was an amazing. So, yes, oh Jessica. Yeah, yes, I did. Is Matt over yeah. here from Unity Vibrations is cracked. Is there not? Is there not? Uh, does Those she not have an arm that you can lick instead? Right. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I guess she has two. Oh, <laughs> whatever we're passing what does that around, taste like, Kombucha? man? Does it taste like? I don't know. It's gone. Beer. I drank it's it off. Okay. Because so, um, I've never had kombucha before. Yeah, I do actually have a plain oh. bottle of kombucha in there. It's just the original kombucha tea, and I also brought a hops. 
um, which I thought after starting this that maybe Please, I would save it for the make, third give round as I count it down. Uh, okay. Just a hops tea. I okay, love. so back to Ken and his Bud Light Limerita. <laughs> um, there is actually a co-packer that makes that for these wonderful people, and that co-packer also makes another fruity beverage that's mass-produced. They have everything, like Nick said, starts with a white clear liquid before they get the flavors added and the alcohol built and all that stuff. The stuff that that comes from, the Limerita stuff, Smells just raw, raw, disgusting, terrible. Well, you're going to have to tell me during the break because we're about to actually take our break. It is uh, 820, and we'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. Welcome back to episode number 34 of the Better on Draft podcast. That is crazy. We are back. Yeah, the, uh, the, the little program that we used said we had like 30 seconds, and then it said 10 seconds. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, we've got, like we've got absolutely no time. I guess I should have listened to the song. I know the song, so I would have known that it ended. But is this uh, one of your karaoke songs? Is, uh, it, that time? is it that I time? think so. It, I, I, all the time. Is this a karaoke segment? I think we're going to. Uh, we we got some pours out right now. We have the uh, Nick. What? Why don't you tell Ken, us what we Ken, actually What are poured. you drinking? Man? I'm drinking everything. Oh, I've, I've got a nice bottle of Alaskan Amber right in front of me. Well, Shout out to Alaskan Brewing Company. They kill it. Did it get cold? It was a limerita. Did it get cold? Again? <laughs> no, there, there's no limerita. It's it's drinking temperature. Okay. It's it's not like it's not like uh, Twin Peaks cold, okay. But it's it's cold enough. Like the show Twin Peaks. No, like the <laughs> the restaurant that says we have the coldest beer ever. Oh, that place! I worked yeah. across the street from the bar. That place. Aren't they rebooting Twin Peaks? Are they? I don't know. I've yeah, they're rebooting yeah, heard, Twin Peaks yeah, on nine dollar beer. No, it's not my type what of night. Aren't they usually. rebooting? What about Dante's Peak? Ooh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> the volcano's gonna blow movie. Bro, Listen, they need that to do- movie was just might be Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> seminal work. Yeah, dude. Nice. Not the Matador? That great. Not the I was going to say that. Who did it? That, was, that movie is amazing. Walking oh, through a hotel lobby God. in skivvies and cowboy boots. Stern mustache. Priceless. Priceless. So uh, as we're coming back, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about all these beers that we're drinking. We've got so much on the table right now. We're going to have to take a picture before we actually uh, finish up. And I think we've already, like, cleaned up a little bit after round one and maybe a little bit after round two. But you know where you can get a lot of beers at? Oh, where? where? Three Nicks Scoreboard no. over in Allen Park. Actually, you're right. I've actually been there. Never mind. You can get a lot of good beers yeah. over there. That's right. Uh, pre-game with 20... Dragon's Milk before the Before Bourbon getting County. Bourbon County yeah. verticals. Yeah. So uh, heading over there, say hi to uh, Nicole, one of the three Nicks, and Ryan. Uh, I think actually they're, they're in Mackinac right now, so you can't see them today. But you know, another day. If you're listening to this like a week later, or if you're trying to like go through our entire roster when we're on episode like 55. Did you see there was somebody doing that this week? What's I saw that? in the comments on when we were sharing the page. Some guy said he just found the podcast and was re- going. Episode like almost listening. Yeah, it's over, it's, over, a, over it's an hour forty per episode. So after thirty four episodes, it's going to be a uh, he's like a decent amount of time. House of, of, listen, of Cards. House of House Cards. Of cards. He's starting today watching, watching House of Cards. Yeah. Yes. So uh, really speaking, good too. they the, and their their the prices of everything is ridiculously yeah. cheap. I, I remember talking about the fact that I went there, got a burger, fries, and a tall Miller Light yes, for did. like seven dollars yeah. total. I'm like, oh my god! Like this is this is perfect. Like I, I spent probably more, almost the same amount on the tip because I'm like, uh, this is a lot more than I should be spending. <laughs> so with that in mind, though, uh, we did want to mention before we get back into the topics that we are having a giveaway right now. Ooh, we yes. are. 
We are. We're kind of actually a giving away a $170 kit that is a home brewer's kit, thanks to Northern Brewer. Well, we're buying it and giving it away, but Northern Brewer is the one that is uh, the product that we're uh, spending. We're giving a pretty big kit out there with a, uh, a recipe as well as all the ingredients so you can at least brew one beer before purchasing any others. But this is for anyone who has never homebrewed before, interested in homebrewing. Definitely a chance to get you out there. doesn't cost you anything to get it. All you got to do is share one of our posts on Facebook. It's the post about the giveaway. And like us on Facebook. And just like that. Pretty harmless. Yeah. I know. Nick, Nick the brewer, if you want to get in on this, I know you've never brewed before. You can. <laughs> if you want to try try your hand. At, you guys, no? just because my Instagram is Nick the Brewer doesn't necessarily define me as a brewer. I, well, okay. That's what I'm saying. If you want to try this, I, I, mean, I would say title of lead brewer at Black Lotus, gold medal winning lead brewer <laughs> at Black Lotus would define you as a brewer. I've but I mean, up, that's just me. I've set up multiple Facebook accounts to share and like your page. So I'm really <laughs> stuffing the ballot box. I'm right really now. stuffing the ballot box to the point where if I don't win, I'm going to demand a recount. A recount. Um, <laughs> but how are, do you guys there, like there the beer? Multiple Damn, we, we haven't tried the beer yet. No, we you've have... tried this. Well, this so the, the, the Russian Imperial. Oh, Let's amazing. go to Chris first because I know Chris had some great words for it. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I believe my exact phrasing was "Holy fuck, this is fantastic." Um, Remember, yeah, he doesn't that, have a dump button, so you no, yeah. It's well, a thirteen percent imperial stout for I people that are you power on. The, the, the Chernobyl so tea is really good. His, uh, microphone. I'm not a big stout. Probably do that anyway. But this this was good liquid. This is really yeah, good was, liquid. Yeah, this you said you did not. Yeah, like stouts. if you put like a like a Guinness in front of me, and unless there's like a shot of Jameson and Bailey's in it, I won't touch it. Followed by a shot of Jaeger and Red Bull, which is a bear fight. Yes, got some bears fighting in your belly after you do them shots. The first thing. That's the first thing I ever had at the lodge in Grand Rapids, right across from Founders. The best. And that that was one of the most memorable nights like of my life. Chris yeah, Farley over here. I had no idea yeah, about a bear fight. Was you didn't know about a bear fight? I, I told you about a bear fight. No, you didn't. We've had softball conversations oh God, about bear fights. I You're in no the idea. business and you don't know about bear fights. I have no fights. idea what a bear Picture fight Picture this, was. Mackinac Island. Nine, like 2012. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 2012. I'm there with my cousin and my grandma, and okay. we're having a lovely time. <laughs> and clearly. me and my cousin just be hounding all the people that are obviously not from Mackinac working there. Like, where do you drink? Where do you drink? Where do you drink? They're like, this Irish bar. We go there for trivia. It's Call one of ourselves. my favorite bars on that island, by the way. Is that what it is? Dollar PBRs. Oh, oh. oh it's this amazing. This guy used to work on the no, island. I didn't Tell work there. You. I didn't work there. My parents owned a house there, so he's a local. Sunday night. Oh, he's got a lot of things oh. to do. Bro, we won trivia as Team Total Domination, and they were like, uh, "The winners are Team Total Domination." And <laughs> took the $75 and bought bear fights for everybody. <laughs> Which was about me and my cousin and like the one hot girl we saw because that shit is expensive. It's, like, it's a shot of Bailey's. $12. So it's a basically Irish car bomb. It's a car bomb and a Jager bomb. Directly followed by a You chase it with a Jager bomb. Yeah. And it Jesus. feels like you got the bears in your belly. <laughs> Going it down. I'm interested. That, no. Dude, you, it's like, a great way your to Your night goes like, your night immediately peaks and then immediately down. <laughs> like, hey, you have more of a Shout bear. out to bear fights, bro. <laughs> like, your liver and brain are the fighters. Like, your liver's like, what are you doing? Your brain's like, I think I got this. And they're like, no, 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 no,
beer and liquor in your system right away. Yeah. So that whole beer before liquor thing or liquor before beer? <laughs> Irrelevant. Do Irrelevant. The first thing it. you do, exactly. especially Irrelevant. if you're in college and you're dumb, do bear <laughs> fights before you leave the house because then you don't really have to drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've already, by the time you save a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Man, you're cheap. like, I am fucked up, but I'm ready to party. And next time you're going to a big test, bear fight. Wait, bear fight like, before and wait, after, bro. You guys get fucked up off of just two of those shots? No, no. But yes, you what? do. Yeah. I know. As someone who used to knock back three or four Irish car bombs at once because you can get that many easy. out of a bottle. No, no, you ever no eaten, car bombs are easy. You ever eaten a Sunday okay. and chased it with a piece of pizza? <laughs> okay, so when I used to do the three Jagger bombs because you can make three out of a Red Bull. I've eaten three you... pieces of pizza that's at not, one that's time. Not... It's the same just trust me. Is, is it like a three-layer cake where you like stack, stack uh, each uh, stack each slice on top of each other and then yes. and then roll ice cream up inside? That's kind of what I'm getting out of this. Is, have yeah. you ever seen when Frank Reynolds got put in the dog cage at Shardy McDennis and they said you have to eat a cake to get out and he goes, well, it's pretty easy. And then they go, you have to eat the ingredients of a cake oh. to oh, get out of God. this. That's what a bear fight is. Like, <laughs> all right. I can drink Jameson all day. Maybe I had a be- just a more positive experience <laughs> with a bear fight than really they did, but... I think it, we're going to have to try this maybe next week or in two weeks. Yeah, so we're gonna have have do we'll do it at the start. Like I'll, I'll do it right at the start. We'll do a Twitch it, TV of it and be like, bam, one, we two, it, by the way, and then I'll host the show next two left. weeks. <laughs> we should, What's that? I'm going to be busy for the next two weeks. <laughs> we should do a bear fight at like 6.50, then start the show and just see where the night takes us. How quickly of, how quickly the show turns into a train wreck? Yeah. First segment, it won't even get out of the starting blocks. We won't even realize that we're done with the first segment. It'll be like 9.20. And we're like, oh, oh crap, we'll we forgot the entire show. Right. We'll have this whole door closed. We won't even know what time in the world's going on. And we'll just be sitting <laughs> drunk and blabbering for three hours. I was going to say, they do need a clock in here because it does feel like it's, casino. you know. Casino, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're pumping in oxygen for us. Maybe some AC would be nice next time. the walls red. Yeah, just, just oh, a it's little better bit. better than last week. Last week was brutal. So uh, we're so we actually good beer uh, coming up now. Yeah, we're 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 getting a. Nick stopped uh, a me from beer. opening me that what, earlier. Let's uh, try this award-winning geez. beer. What what beer is this, Barley Nicholas? Wine. We're gonna see if this thing's worth a damn. This is the 2016 version of the barley wine, the Ninja oh. Pirate. Which, I mean, obviously it's not the same beer because the one that won was a year old. But yeah, it, I think this is a great batch. It's it, it's fun to. You know, and to talk about like doing kombucha and doing it on a bigger scale, where since it's just me over at Lotus and we don't have a distribution, but we have pub sales. Like it's, I don't, you know, I make my IPAs a lot. So this is the third time that I've ever made this beer, and you don't get a lot of tweaks from one to three, but it came out awesome, and it's a lot smoother. I learned some shit last time, so I'm really pumped about it. I'm proud of it. We got a big ass label with the award on it, and because it's 13.2, it will sell her amazingly. So. You know, I'm gonna keep a couple so I can do a vertical epic. Hopefully. So, real quick question: As I'm, I'm kind of not not like sidetracking, but did you homebrew before you moved on to all the other places that you worked at? Yes. So, you know who else homebrewed? North Center Brewing before we opened up. <laughs> I, used, I actually used to get stuff from those guys, man, and I've never had better service. Did you really? Yes. So, uh, Bob and the gang over at uh, North Center Brewing, uh, definitely a uh, a great place to uh, go. Uh, check them out. Wednesdays, I think they have Sporkle Trivia. 
Uh, you can go see Darwin Mamassian. Oh, when's that? When's the next time? I, I don't know, but if you check out their website. What uh, did we think that was? We, we thought it was a beer. Nick I, thought it was I a beer. It was a beer. <laughs> he, he thought the beer was called Darwin Mamassian. He, he, he still needs his own beer, by he, the way. He, he may need his own beer, but definitely check it out. Uh, if they have their uh, their maple brown or their coconut brown on there, probably two won't. of their best beers out nice, there. Some they nice won't. Blues. But they have a great, uh, great selection out there over on uh, North Center Road in Northville, Michigan. But. I know Nick and everybody else really wanted to talk about a specific topic in this uh, third segment over here. So I'm just going to kind of softball throw it over to Nick and be like, hey, Nick, what did you want to talk about? So we have some people over here, Matt and Chris, that work in the the, per, the distribution side, right? The retail side of it. Correct. Like you're selling things, right? So you are dealing with – at the break, we were talking about how – Breweries like distilleries like Angels Envy are running out of their their backlogged on product, and I know as a brewer, you know I feel very lucky to have a relationship with Valentine Distilling because that's I'm so small. I get his gin barrels and I get his bourbon barrels, and it's awesome. But that's I mean I have two of his barrels. You know, you guys have a contract Unity Brewing with Haven Hill, or at least a relationship with yeah. them. That's not no legal terms. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that I think that we can all say that out of all the barrels we use, they're all oak. That was hot. They're all American oak, right? Yes. I mean, every, like a whiskey. I mean, the only thing, you know, so I want to I talk about, because this is a Michigan show, and I came back from California to be a Michigan brewer very seriously because I feel like we are a commodity state. We have a farmer to my left who, that's awesome, man, because you should, you know, not only should we pump up, it's not about like Michigan grain and everything, but we have a ton of resources in this state. So I want to talk to someone that uses open fermentation in oak barrels. And you guys have the idea, like, I would love to use a mezcal barrel and do a fucking triple. Do a, do a triple oh, in a mezcal barrel and just say, <laughs> blow your face off. That would be what it would be called. Not blow your face out. Blow yeah, no, out. no. You ain't gonna blow, we ain't blowing nothing out. We're going to blow the face off. We don't want to be confused with the different breweries. Yeah, dude, not all my stories end in pornographic references. Okay? <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, can, can, I'm pretty sure they do. Contrite to what everybody here <laughs> might say. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure they all start with that, <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, and then the secretary walked in and said, <laughs> you know, and, and then we didn't work. So Legal. the idea that, you know... How much fun, and that's why I want to open up the conversation, and like how much fun would it be and what could you guys being somebody that loves good spirits and understands like this 10-year bourbon, bullet bourbon is awesome and you can definitely taste the difference between that and an 8-year, but shit, aging something for 10 fucking years is crazy. Like what the hell am I going to be doing in 10 years? I don't know. So... Why I'm not a meat maker? Meat, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you know, and gotta make, gotta have it now, right? Yeah. So, like, what? Are, like, I just want to kind of fantasize about think, using Michigan wood. Well, I think Michigan wood. See, he starts another movie. Hey. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> from this end, from this end with Michigan wood. Um, I, I think bourbon barrels. You know, oak. It's just, you know, we kind of talked off air earlier. What's available? What's common? What people are used to using? Um, I don't know that there are a lot of people actively out there seeking wood alternatives. Um, I mean, you got to. Re- so, I mean, I think that if the demand from the brewer side, and if you've got a relationship with the guild, I'm sure that's something that they could probably, you know, move on in Lansing with and try to say, hey, guild, let's get behind this. And I'm pretty sure you could get other lobbying entities to kind of open that up. But I, I think the reason is because everyone's used to using oak barrels and they've never really questioned it and they've just done what they've done but and can you name a like a cooperage house i have no idea what that means like so that and that a company exa- that makes exactly that's, who so, makes that's, but that's 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 the trick is that we were kind of talking about that off air is that it's 
finding a cooperage that will take different woods other than American white oak to make barrels mm-hmm. out of. But that's you know what? the challenge. See, that's the that, if, but if you can find and to your to to kind of combat one of the points that you made is that you said there's not a lot of demand out there. It's people are so used to your bourbon barrels, your American white oak barrels. It's people are so used to that flavor profile that they might not have ever thought that you know well, what maybe a Michigan cherry or a Michigan apple or a Norwegian sati beer with so juniper berries and so, right, so yeah, well, guess, just something but weird. You know what, then well, you, know, I, you know what? It, it needs somebody like a Michigan Elon Musk who's got the capital to start buying yeah, that trees and, and start doing it. I mean, if we can get a yeah. Michigan cooperage going, I don't think there are any cooperage companies in Michigan because we don't have a lot of white oak. I mean, we're not. We're, no, we're north. We're northern. Right. There's yeah. In Dexter. I mean, is there? Yeah, there's some in Dexter. So associated with Ron Jeffries and, and Jolly Pumpkin. Yeah. We're, we're probably one That's of the cool. bigger lumber states with the UP. Right. So I'm sure right. timber, we, dude. Yeah. Fucking timber barrel. I don't know. Well, Never done it. I, I don't know. Fly with I don't, girl. Let's yeah, do it. Let's get on. Let's go to Home Depot. MDF, son. It's called my M- it's MDF. Fuck. I don't know if Timber would put any flavor into it, but like a Michigan cherry with Michigan cherry, Michigan apple, like wood, Traverse man. City, Traverse City whiskey distillery, right? I, but, why not? Why yeah, not do like an not? applewood brandy? Because they're not. They're I. I don't have the all the regulations and standards in front of me, but you know because they're not. They technically can't be a quote Kentucky bourbon unless it's aged in that. Absolutely. Yeah, unless it well, White unless it's made in Bourbon County, three. Kentucky. We're not talking it's, bourbon barrels. They can well, be bourbon what I'm, barrels. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, can could Traverse City make an American whiskey or any of the other Michigan like Valentines or anybody mm-hmm. make a an American whiskey? From Michigan wood, from Michigan cherry. How would wood. that affect the cherry crop, though? I mean, do we have enough cherry trees that are exactly. expendable that's, to? I mean, I mean that's, Michigan cherries. That would. I mean, instance, that would have to be something that would. You know, that we, we'd have to look into. But that I think that would be such a cool or like Michigan an apple, ap- but even yeah. apple wood. Like I think because right. cherry, you're, you're absolutely right. Cherry tree is you know the diameter of a cherry tree is like a flagpole. Yeah, so you got to cut down a shitload of them to You'd make need barrels. A ton However, of cherry trees, Motor City Gas Whiskey. They have these little pin barrels. I don't know where the hell they got them from, but it's like They're five pony barrels. Yeah, like five and a half gallons. Like it's yeah, not and even. The, and the advantage of that is is that the smaller the barrel, area. yeah, the smaller the barrel, the shorter the age time. Physics. So you can do, yeah, so you can. So do we can do physics, but we can't do aged. simple mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Or read and, and, and interject. I told so you guys, you can, so I'm you a modern do. miracle of science. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mark of science. So you can do a really well aged whiskey in a really short amount of time because exactly. the barrels are smaller. Exactly. You wouldn't get as much volume as you would out of a standard 55-gallon barrel, but turn and burn. Whatever. Well, really what we're coming down to here is someone just needs to create a new liquor, right? <laughs> like it well, can't be whiskey you got well, no, it can still, it can still be whiskey. So I would love to eat shit and rum barrels. If someone rum gives to me Unity Vibration, Jessica, I will buy your rum barrel. So we're going to, I guess, <laughs> so from you should all contact this, Josh Gordon from Oddside okay. on the west side of the state. They have a good barrel broker, but they do. And that's where... That's what the conversation is really about, is that we are young brewers here. We are the, the heads of two companies yeah. that have that have been around. And, and whether we're vibrant or not, I mean, I want a gold medal. Oh, that's great. Who cares? If we don't, if I don't promote the, what we're doing and try to sell the product and actually put it on the street, then it won't get any traction. If it doesn't get any traction, then no one will give a shit about it. They'll fucking swipe left or look at your YouTube video for three seconds. So it's this is a great idea, but we need to... 
it's like if you are listening and you are a, coo- a barrel broker because there are a ton of people out there, <laughs> then Unity Vibration is someone that can afford to buy some of your barrels. Like being in the position I am, I could buy. I want. I would love to get my hands on a mezcal barrel, but going to down to Oaxaca, Mexico, where has that barrel been from? You know, like the Ninja Pirate that comes out at Christmas is going to be fucking awesome because Rafino called me and he dumped it that day, and I went over and picked it up. And the thing is swelling like a pregnant woman. You know, and that's and, but that's like we're getting back to like organic talking about knowing where your knowing where your product comes from, knowing what was in it, and it's like second and third use. I love being a brewer because we can reuse a lot of things. So I guess what this is really saying is, uh, as far also on what we're gonna have to do is basically just start a Kickstarter. We need to start a Kickstarter. Yeah, so we can Michigan crowdfund, crowdfund a, a Michigan Cooperage. Michigan Barrel Works, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Let, I mean, let's yeah. let's do it. Let's let's like let's a get a Kickstarter. Barrel work too. There we go. Yeah, we can. All we'll do is I'll go take my shirt off and start cutting trees down somewhere. Please don't. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Paul Bunyan. Over I was gonna here. say, yeah, we, we got we got a lumberjack <laughs> looking yeah. motherfucker. Over I'll there. be I'll be the first I'll be the first clean shaven lumberjack, but I'll do don't, it. Don't ever I'll even that. I'll even don the flannel if I have to. Dude, flannel mouth cider is gonna kill you. They're gonna Shut put a hit out for you. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just honestly, like you were saying, Trevor said cherry, but I grew up in Romeo. What about like? All of those apple trees. That, how, yeah. how amazing could you get like an apple like tree? And think, and think of how and think of how popular <laughs> apple flavored whiskey Johnny is right now. Appleseed Jim Beam, those. Crown Royal. It wouldn't so, surprise <laughs> me if in two months Jack comes out with a apple. Look, I'm not going to yeah. plug this party again, but what I am going to do is say <laughs> that I made a apple cider. That's what I want to talk to you about, com- Unity. You being I took- Jessica again. No, I say I keep kombucha, kombucha Unity is uh, your what I'm hashtagging you as when I put on. But my I guess uh, could you imagine putting like your uh, your your ginger and maybe like a peach barrel from from Georgia? Peach trees. With there's so there much yeah, sourcing. <laughs> yeah, mine mine just got The entire concept of sourcing, like if you have a specific flavor profile in mind, sourcing that region's wood Good, for and even if you only have five or ten barrels of it, if that well, that's let's such go to a California cool concept. cut down redwood. As long as I can have like a shoehorn, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you take your boots off with, yeah. like a redwood, that's pretty wasteful, but I'd want one. <laughs> yeah, why not? We're <laughs> chopping one down. I'll, I'll, I'll take two because I usually wear two. You shoes. take your boots off two at a time, bro? <laughs> yeah. But that, that whole concept of using that, that locally sourced timber. Fuck yeah. From the trees that you're that like from like a Georgia peach tree or a Michigan cherry or a Michigan apple tree is such a neat concept to me that I it's it's something that I think we have to develop. Yeah, it's it's something that should be explored. But someone's got to start talking about it. You got to get the ground. Somebody, yeah, somebody's got to do that right now. So this is like we're, we're a planting the seed, basically. just like Johnny Appleson. Do you yeah, and honestly, it's 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 I want I want Matt to talk for a minute because you're silent. But do you do you guys use all Michigan products? Like Not because. Entirely. Because I use all Michigan hops. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, and I would love to make... Well, I make a beer called Miss Michigan Pale Ale. I brought it last time I was here. Oh, that's here. good. That I love that. Beer. We destroyed that one. Yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite beer I make, man, because people also don't understand about... We were talking about session beer, but like it's a 4.3% pale ale that's hoppy, malty, straight through. But I would love to make that beer all Michigan grain. But you have the price cost. It's mm-hmm. just... It's it's the cost to be the boss, and it sucks to do business because you have to. It's like, can I pay this money? No. 
And being small, like we are, we're dealing with a constricted budget. It's it's crazy, but I would love to make everything Michigan. We have the barley, the corn. We grow rye. We are on the 44th parallel. We have, like, Hophead Farms has been, has just partnered with a German company, and they've gotten, like, they're blowing up. You know, if, if hop production was as a hot topic as craft beer, everyone would be like, you're selling out to the Germans, bro. You're supposed to be American craft hops. I can't believe you're going to get infused with their capital and make a better product and g-der-g-der. But they do. <laughs> and they got all of this. They got all of this brand new equipment. So Michigan hops is gonna is a very serious thing, and it's going to be. I believe that we can rival. I want to meet some of those people actually, that would say that. Oh man, you don't know haters like I know haters. Apparently, <laughs> I don't because I want to meet them. You need to like, get what? into that hate. See, I think, but Are I these guess like that's World War II nation, leftovers. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> some of them, dude. Curmudgeons is what's in the dictionary. I think. <laughs> Once again, guys, I just get told this shit through picture video. <laughs> Oh my god, there's another fucking porn reference. Picture video. How is picture video have anything you guys? Pretty sure everything you say from now on is gonna be some type of it's porn. It's gonna be taken as a porn reference. So, I think, I think, Nick is no longer Nick the Brewer, Nick about? is Nick the porn guy. <laughs> and he can't read. And, and, and I believe the beer just became ninja on pirate. <laughs> what do you guys think of it now that we're we've had you've had sufficient time it's, to it's delicious. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I like your stout more. Did yeah, you? I got. I got to be honest. It's. I. I like the stout a little. Well, it's a I didn't think it was down. bad. I, I, just, I just. No, you like can't. The, you can't. Yeah. It's. It, I think you, it drinks. It's like just. A it's stout. a different. On the flight, that it should have been barley wine there, but you know, yeah. whatever. I figured I'd probably open with a barley wine if I were drinking it in a flight. But absolutely, it was. I mean, it was good, dude. It's for thirteen. It's smooth. That's yeah. the whole point. Like yeah, that's that's sure. what I meant. It's the smoothest batch because yep. I had the time to let it sit in the tank under pressure and cool. With this, one thing I did want to ask you is that you had mentioned for the the batch that you had sent off to the to the gold cup you would dump like an extra half gallon of molasses did yes, you sir. do that again no for... okay so it's that just because that was a that was a fluke would you try to do that if i mean how i had I brewed guess... this batch before i knew that i won the gold okay so what are you going to go back to the more molasses how does this taste compared to the more molasses i think honestly batch? this tastes better because it's smoother but that's just me as a perfectionist. I could see more molasses being in there being a little bit too much. And even, like, listen, the, the guy from the Weistefan brewmaster in Germany, when asked what his favorite beer was, he said Budweiser. This was years ago. <laughs> and but he, they said, why? And he said, because everyone tastes like the last one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this... Consistency. It's, yeah, and this is better. Like, because I know what I'm going for. It's the third batch of it. And I want it to be... I mean, it's. I was going to plug my mom. <laughs> she <laughs> loves Bud Light Lime. That's oh. her favorite beer. But the barley wells. Well, okay. she's also like a fitness trainer and you know, she's like hundred pounds soaking wet, okay? It's my mom. She but she loves the, the barley wine, dude. No, she chugs the fucking barley wine. Oh, it's nice. ridiculous. She brings all her friends and she's like, This is my favorite beer my son makes. And it's like Aww. I think she wants to say the beer my son makes. I think that's No, dude, I make yeah, a shitload of beer at Black Lotus. <laughs> I got so much stuff on tap. But my mom <laughs> loves barley wine. I'm like, Are you serious, mom? Let's get you wasted. Like so that's the point, is that it's smooth and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's why it won. I mean, I, will I put that's okay. So now it's kind of crazy, guys. It's like, so I won this award and this was a beer from the heart. Now, do I put three gallons in it next time or do I not? Well, that's the beauty of what we do. We don't have to. It's not for those fuckers at so competition. Yeah, it's, it's for, for me. Because yeah. yeah. at this point, I'm it's honestly not the curious. It's wise that get to decide. Oh, yeah. Because I tried, <laughs> I tried this. I kind of want to try it with the extra with molasses that, in it. But also, that's the thing, man. Like, in. 
in brewing, which is so much different than in spirits and in cider and in mead when you kill the yeast. You know, the yeast is always a la- an alive thing, which is what we, the, to hearken back to section one about bottle conditioning and, and really the fucking lack of commitment from distributors who yeah. get, don't oh, give yeah. a shit about the well, manufacturers. It, it depends on your distributor. Some of them are smaller than others. I will say that we have some distributors in states where... I'm not going to say any of them because I don't want to say any of the. You're bad in 14 ones states, by the way. Unity Vibration shout 17. out. Seven. Oh damn! Oh, it was just three in the last she 30 just, seconds. Yeah, yeah, she really just grew three times. It's a number. Yeah, thing. Um, I mean, he can't some of read. Dist- Remember that, folks. <laughs> or counters. Some of the distributors are really awesome. They really understand what we're doing, and but they care, right? And they care. And unfortunately, you get to some of them that are larger, and they. It's they all back to that it's, money tree. Really I, was, I was just about to jump in from a distributor perspective, and I know Matt can kind of back me up on this a little bit. Is that don't back him up, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's it's a tough balance to strike between cost versus. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I you, it's. We're all in the business of selling beer, and that's what's crazy about. Yeah, being you know my my company, we're in. Almost every state in the country. We what about tr- Puerto Rico? That's not a state. That's a territory. Yeah, it's a territory. I thought it's not a prefectorate. Is that even a word? Prefectorate? They no. can't vote. They can vote. They can vote in the primary, but they can't vote. No, they can vote in the general. It just doesn't count anyway. Anywho, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough to strike that balance between <clears throat> caring for the spirits that we bring in versus the cost of overhead. Yeah, growth model. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it's at least on the, the liquor side, the state only pays us in Michigan so much. It's like $9.30 some odd cents a case. Per, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what... That's what and that's what's fucked up about the three-tier system is that you can't in Michigan or... Well, how about this? Do you guys deal in California? Do you know? I mean, you're liquor, yeah, right? Yeah. So what about Southern, the stone? Southern works in California. We work in open states, too. What is an open state? Uh, there's no liquor control commission. It's so it's Ooh, yeah. Let's get into this. How many open states are there in so the there's, union? There's 17 control states, so that would be 33. 33. Is Michigan a control? You know Michigan, about Mi- them? Num- yeah. Talk about but, community. But them numbers though. Michigan's them con- numbers. Michigan's like control boy. state. So what does that mean? What state? So, give, so, give me a. So basic rundown is there's there's a liquor control commission and they regulate things like price. Um, there's a there's a state minimum in Michigan, but there's no maximum. So liquor stores can charge as much as they want for a bottle of Captain Bacardi yes. Smirnoff, whatever. Slightly different in the beer side. Yeah, it's it's slightly different in the beer side, but it, the gist of it is that they they set certain regulations like you have to present um, like certain items are not authorized in the state of Michigan. It has to go through like the, absinthe. No, absinthe that's, is absinthe. Recently, is a lot. that's a national. Yeah, that, that was within national. the last. Yeah, we had two three James here a couple of weeks ago. They're Does pretty explaining wide. how they actually make absinthe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absinthe. They use wormwood wide. just to hurt. Yeah, they I didn't do. Think they use wormwood? No, they, they do. do. They, you they couldn't. Do. And that it's, was, it's that a was certain percentage. Uh, it has yeah, to be a certain. It's not like an absinthe. Have you guys ever done real absinthe? By the way, yeah, you can't. You can't get real absinthe unless you go to Europe. But it makes it like hits you all the way to your toes, right? You feel it like it, and then you just go. Now it's like a bear. Like without a, all the drama and money. Yes, <laughs> like a damn freight train. So, is, but is it the three tier system all the way, man? Because what being in a being a brew pub at Black Lotus, you guys are a microbrewery, mm-hmm. so you would not be able to bring in any outside alcohol. Correct. Or if you had a food kitchen, it would have to go under. You'd have to do a different licensing yes. for Correct. it. Yep. Let me yes, ask you, Matt. Let yes. me ask you this. Okay. Um, 
you, your favorite party store that you go to on your way home from work. Yes. Okay. Just just think just think about that retailer that you actually know. Got it. Okay. So if we didn't have the three tiered system, every single brand of alcohol would walk into his store. So you would have. You would have a Miller rep, a Bud rep, a High Life rep, a Magic Hat rep, a, Sam's, a Sam Adams rep, a Lanikoo rep. I would be the Hams rep. A Hams rep. <laughs> That's the one that would be. You, you have a rep for every shelf, basically, in your cooler. That you could do. So the three-tier system basically says it's a one-stop shop. It's, yeah, there, the there, there is consolidation. I mean, there are so, pros and cons which, I guess, I mean, tier. just imagine if at Black Lotus, for every single thing that you guys do, like... Instead of going to Cisco for the kitchen and getting everything you need, do you want a guy to come in selling you chicken, a guy to come in selling yes. you beef, a guy to come selling you pork? Yes, that's the point. That is the point. And it's the, a re- source thing. And the point that I'm making <laughs> is that I am not allowed to, because I'm able to sell those things, such as alcohol and wine, I can't sell to anybody. You have to buy. The only way that you can get the barley wine is at Black Lotus. In Michigan, as a Class C brew pub, where we are, we have to we are able to sell, we are able to manu. It's all about keeping the manufacturer. That, that's what's up. Three tiers, like manufacturers, retailers, and the government wants to keep you guys apart. Yes. Because if you yeah. do that, then you control what. That's why they hate moonshiners. That's why they hate anybody like communes. Taxes. Taxes. Every, Did you say it's, communists? It's, yeah. At the end, it's all, it's <laughs> communes, not communists. Oh, it's, it's really about tax revenue. <laughs> no, you could pay the but, cost to, to do business. Yes. So that's so it's. But not, it's also about accountability, though, because. No, absolutely. You know, every time from a distributor, every time that beer comes into the state, the distributor pays the deposit and tax before it gets sold. So when you go to your party store, that's the third time deposit has been paid. The deposit gets paid by the distributor when the beer comes into the state of Michigan. To who? The state? Well, hang on. It gets paid by the importer if it's foreign. By the distributor, then by the retailer. Is yes. that a dime then every by time? by the consumer. Yeah, yes. pretty so much. So if you go and buy That's beer. 50 cents on a fucking dollar to everything. Yeah. 40, 40, 50 so numbers, if I, bro. If, if, I, if, I, if I guess, if Sam Adams ships a case of beer to Michigan, the, the wholesaler is going to pay the tax first. Then he's going to pass it on to the retailer who passes it on to the, the customer. Exactly. So that's 30 cents. But I guess, I mean, it's really only 10 because it only gets counted once. But if we didn't have that, I mean, Michigan is also the highest... State in recyclability, which is ninety-seven percent. There's a ninety-seven percent recycle rate in the city of Michigan. So, if you guys study the Stone model, just because you have the, like the like the Griffin Claw is big, they're doing it. They're they're aligned with Powers, but Stone started their own distributing company, and they're one. Of, they're like the third biggest in California now, doing all craft beer, and that's crazy because they've licensed it under the same name, like Black Lotus. I mean, you know, it's like. It, I don't know. I don't know how it goes because you guys are the guys that work for these companies, and I wonder if they're worried about market share being gobbled up by yes. big yes. Big, yes, because Stone Distributing, like my buddy who gave me this hat, it's pretty cool hat, right? Yeah, he, yeah he like made it. it, it was, he was very proud of this. Rob, if you're, I'm gonna send you the link, bud. I'm wearing your hat, dog. America. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps talking. Yeah. So, but I mean, because that's that's a real thing. Like, if I could, like, if I was fucking, if I was Griffin Claw, I would be like, dude, I'm gonna buy some trucks. And I'm gonna put my beer in those trucks. And I understand, but but initial overlay. That's what I mean. Initial overlays, but at the same rate, the the big thing about 
where if it comes they, from. If they <laughs> have okay. but uh, can they? We're getting the thing. All right, long story short. Wrap it up. When you, when, you, when you get with a distributor who has a big house, like a Miller House or Bud House, you know that your beer is going to go in right next to the Bud Light, the Miller Light, because those accounts are near account every day. You get a Raver Imperial who goes in once every two weeks. It's going to be harder to get your beer on the shelves where you need to be because you're taking five cases versus 60. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> no, you're fine. But then, but then you could potentially run into the Bam. problem of like we that. Got our, he's wrap up. We got ourselves a version of Crossfire going on. He's, he's, he's wrapping up, Chris. That, Thanks, Chris. Thanks you run into the problem. Baby. Yeah, I know. I, I fucked it up. <laughs> We've gotten a lot more spirit, guys, the, and I'm enjoying this now. Potentially the problem of like what happened with InBev and bur- quote, you know, the burying the, the microbrews. Thank God we haven't seen any of that on the spirit side. But that's why you have a company. I'm sorry, I'm gonna tell my horn at Powers where we bring these. We 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 <laughs> shout out to Ron Powers, bro. You've come in and drank at Black Lotus a bunch, and I really like you. Know, you. We court these brewers. <laughs> we we found Alaskan Brewing Company, and, and we try to get them to Michigan. That's fantastic. We're try, we got that's to shoots to Michigan or to this side of Michigan. Like there are companies yet. Yes, that, that are like, like Powers <laughs> that are just gonna focus on AB. Right. But you've got other distributors that are trying to focus on these craft. Yeah, and, which is fantastic. Distributors is markup. What breweries have to sell to the distributor and what the distributors cutting the pie thinner, 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 thinner. The flip side. The flip side to that is that you can you can take some of these smaller, more allocated items, more allocated items from smaller production houses, and you can get them into stores, and they can have. The attention and some of the point of sale and marketing that they sh- that they need to grow, to become larger, to become like the next Bells or Sam Adams or whatever. It doesn't always work that way. I- I'll freely admit it doesn't always work that way. But when it does, when you get aligned with a good distributor, that's when it does work because the sales staff does legitimately give a shit. They, they actually care about the products that they sell. They can, they're adamant and they're positive about promoting those. They give brands. a shit as much as we do, and that's what exactly. that's what counts, that's, man. Yeah. That, that's what you need. Is that you? Well, need that's to get what, but that's hard. Finding that a good to wrap it up to wrap it up because we are, but that's hard. Like, yeah, that, finding you know a good I mean? distributor is crucial, and to know that he can say, okay. We give a shit about you, Unity. We don't, you know, we care about you because you have a specialized product. Right. You are gluten free. We're trying to you, market it to every fill, yoga bitch in the in fucking Tri County <laughs> area. Yeah, you're not I'm not wrong. a dummy, man. I can you're read and count. Wrong. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, it, it fills a niche. Oh, now boy. we're just coming down to a moral debate. It, it fills, oh no, it <laughs> fills a niche. I mean, they no. shouldn't be taking it on. No, if, they if, don't if everyone, if look, if. If green wasn't associated with healthy it's, living, then then all the people that do healthy food wouldn't put green on there. We're simple human beings. Mm-hmm. If you say that I have celiac disease and I can't eat gluten, then I'll give you some booze that's not glutenated. I mean, <laughs> you'll love it. And it'll be great. No, because that's what you're looking for. Like, you guys are doing beer. If you do 8% beer with buckwheat and no gluten in it, because I have, I used to live with a girl that was celiac, and she was like, I can't drink beer. But greens amber, what is it like? Greens amber ale, I think, is like uh, from London. It's an imported. It was one of the first gluten free beers. We would pay so much money for that shit, and now so she can still get tore up. (laughs) And and it didn't taste like poop. And and, uh, that's the trick. No beer is gluten free. I actually have a young lady who comes in who's allergic to apples and hops. Apples. Oh apples my gosh. And she keeps coming what? back because you can what? give her the jump off the I keep making specialty things for her without hops. 
I'm like, I feel so bad. Do you have Just sacred and herbal beers? Have you Just drink book? whiskey at that yeah. point. <laughs> 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 All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to round this up real quick. Nick, June 4th. Kent, I want to say thank you again for having me. Yeah, if you guys don't come out, man, then, you know... I don't give then a shit. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, man. I'm gonna go I'm gonna to Halloween USA this week. Try to find something and just Fuck you, Matt and Jessica. Is there anything else you guys want to promote before we uh, head on out there? Is there any events coming up? Anything that you guys are doing? Any upcoming beers? Uh, we have our uh, next seasonal beer, which is Brew Giver. Uh, it's actually <laughs> that's well, legit. It's that's a uh, shout out to Mike O'Brien, who is really big in the Brewers Guild in Michigan, uh, definitely in Ann Arbor. He does a lot of work around uh, local Ipsy and Ann Arbor uh, breweries. We made this for him. Uh, he looks like the Lorax. It's really fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely good. check uh, look at on shelves within the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I will show you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Matt, anything coming up in regards to uh, powers? Any upcoming events that you guys are uh, hosting, promoting, uh, there's and doing? There's a big festival at Orchard Lake St. Mary's this weekend, I believe. The Polish Fest? Yeah. Polish Fest, yeah. Go there. Drink a lot. Shout out Coon and Brewery. Everyone else go Fucking drink. Go drink. No, Chris, you got anything you want to promote? Uh, Ardbeg Day is June 2nd. Uh, we're kind of promoting the launch of Ardbeg Dark Cove. Uh, if you're not a member of the Ardbeg Scotch Society, I suggest you join it, uh, along with the Johnny Walker Striding Man Society. Is All there right. a lot of single malts in that? Yes. <laughs> and how could they join the society? Like, where, where uh, is there a link that they could find all this? JohnnyWalker.com, Ardbeg.com. How do you spell that? Uh, a- Ardbeg is A R D B E G. Or, just like it sounds. Yeah, yeah. just like it sounds. Phonetically, yeah. waiting Symbol for something. Hey. <laughs> waiting for like a silent J in there. They're not totally weird. They, they did just shoot off a bottle of scotch into space to see how it ages, but uh, they're not. Where? Weird. Where do you they're, shoot that into space? Uh, the International <laughs> the Space Station. Oh, okay. I'm like, you just lost. There's no graph. Got me a cannon in the backyard. Yeah, no joke. They actually sent off They actually sent off some some scotch off to the International National Space Station. It just, just came back a couple months into ago. Orbit and watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Alrighty, folks. Oh, well, that is going to do it for here at uh, Better on Draft Podcast. Once again, thank you to all of our guests. You can uh, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter. We got Black Lotus Brewery, Unity Vibration, Powers Distribution, and Southern Wine and Spirits. Nick the Brewer. Nick the Brewer on whatever social media. Instagram. Instagram. Pinterest. If YouTube. you want to follow him. probably. Vegan meatloaf recipes. You can find him there. You porn. <laughs> you porn. Oh, obviously, you porn with all the stuff you talked about today. The butt sledder. An ex hamster with the butt sledder. <laughs> don't forget, folks, don't forget what you th- think of your beer. We think it's better on draft. Have a good night.